do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. You? I thought it was Matt. I was giving Matt the eyes. I'm like, what the okay. fuck is happening? It was me. I understand why it's how it's my fault. I don't. I'm not even part of the show. You looked guilty. Hold on, let me ride the levels here. You're part of the show, Matt. You're here. It's a full house for the moment. Uh, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means? It's the Mark Order Podcast, episode 60. My goodness. Technically, it's 61. Just add a one to every number I say. Because we fucked up early on. Um, yeah, full house for the moment. We've got Ryan Schlong. Hi, guys. We've got Kate the Great. Now, now we can't hear. Her. She's making all that fucking noise in the intro, and now we can't hear. Her. Wait, really? She's not far away. Do I sound closer? A little bit, but not really. The thing in front of your face is a microphone. You got to talk. Better? It. Now, that's better. Good. Much better. All Much right. better. Kate's here. We're making fun of her, uh, but Kate's here. And uh, I don't know who this is. Oh. Wizards Matt. Hi, Matt. Just because it's been a while doesn't mean you lose the ability to read. Well, I don't know this female hiker Shida. I haven't seen her in a while. It's because she's do you, Japanese. Do you oh. know? No, she's Oriental, apparently. We'll talk about that. They are. We signed a contract <laughs> extension today. Just you did. Couple things today. Oof. Matt, do you know Chris Jericho? Because you're both wizards. I didn't know how that works. <sighs> do I know Chris Jericho? Uh, yes. Okay. Nice. I actually think I have his number on my cell phone. Do you really? Let me see. It would have been nice to have when I was at Fozzy. Would have been nice to have to pass along to cruise director Mike. Seriously. Uh, it might be in the email, though. What the Let email? What, what the email? The emails. We're going to go. <laughs> Chris Irvine. Chris. I know somebody who actually got their email right on the team. Really? A strong bad email? Yeah. Oh, I know someone too. I was like, you're sort of famous for the internet. Like a very specific niche. <laughs> no, it was I don't remember what it was about, but I do remember she was like, Yep, I wrote that. She showed me the email and everything. I was like, Oh, all right. That's awesome. Man. There's a lot of uh a lot of hate for me in the in the <laughs> chat. I was waiting for that. It's uh it's uh it's a little hurtful i'm not gonna lie uh i gotta go back and read now because i've been looking Don't at something be mean. else let's see let's see uh eric it's mostly just about your shirt being the same as monday 
Right, Eric. Whoa, already more people watching than on Monday in the Wizards pod. <laughs> True. Eric? I tune in and then I tune out. I'm like, I can't be the only one. Uh, I'm out. Oh, this is a that's, good one, though. Eric. That's got the same shirt on as a Monday pod. <laughs> well, Thanks, listen, Eric. But you can't week, pass bud, if you, you only knew. So you can't you pass by Eric's. Yourself. No, stop. Um, you can't pass by Eric's comment, though. This is the best one. 60th episode of the A Show. Thanks, Eric. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We appreciate Good. it. Enjoy your time in Canada, cocksucker. Um, <sighs> do Matt, do you know Harry Potter? Because you're no. a wizard. I got it. Good one. All right. Good. Yep. Here we go. Kate Simpson here. Uh, uh, Mark Quill says at Eric Freed's Kate is the draw. I am the draw. Good for you. All it's right. True. Schlong, we had this many people last week and it was. Yeah, you guys crushed it last week. Two live you got crew. There, the job squad, Schlong. I, I do. Hold on. You got to you gotta take them in all their glory. <laughs> I love how we quickly. He so quickly gets rid of himself now. He's like, I'm out. That is. I come back squad. now. It does. <laughs> It well, is the, weird when we the can't Sixers see have been eliminated. So, wow, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> we need the isolation of that with the video of Ryan not being on screen to go along with it. Hey, I want to you... thank um because Asian Joe is in the chat. Asian Joe, the sweetheart that he is. Uh oh. I got this oh. in the mail from him. An autographed Eddie Kingston eight by ten. Nice. Thanks, partner. Slowly, slowly, Kate, you're becoming a collector. Baby steps, Kate. Baby I steps. know, and the best part is, I'm not spending any money. I get yet. Like, I don't get no, There's some things I'll spring for, especially with like an active CM Punk in the wrestling ring. Hi, Nelly. But like, if people are gonna keep giving me shit, like that's a great way for me to go. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> But it was very, very kind of you, um, and I, I appreciate it. And Joe is just like one of the most delightful people that we've ever had in, in our in our circles here. So we appreciate it. How have you lovely folks been? Good. You know. <laughs> Good. I don't. I haven't seen anyone in weeks. I know. I, know. I mean, I so know. much has changed, Matt. So oh, much. God, has what happened? Nothing. I'm just making conversation. Oh, um, you worried me. No, nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. I'm another year older. Definitely not any wiser. Oh, yeah. How's your birthday, Kate? That's true. That's fine. Things got a little wonky because our original plans were for Saturday and the weather ruined them. So we rescheduled and I went to the beach on Sunday and all my glorious white girlness, which was fun. Um, but yeah. So. Guys, I'm just wondering. Uh-huh. Plan, plans got ruined for Saturday. I my invite must have got lost in the mail. Were you guys there? Did you want to hang out with my sorority sisters? Who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, uh, Jesus Christ! A single male. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't think any. None of them are single. You know what this oh, tells man. us, though. Obstacles. No one is, and. No, I you know care about you us. too much to let you date This is a separation. This is Kate not letting worlds collide. Right. She we still haven't met Trevor. No. It's he doesn't. Even, I don't even know if he exists. He doesn't. Uh, We've, it's not true. We might be going on I ha- years. I have met him. Ryan. 
you, with all due respect, sir, you are you are in the the bowels of New Jersey. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. She could have just but picked up a dude on the side of the road. He's not from from the bowels of New Jersey. Yeah, but I don't correct. trust him. I don't know if he sorry. exists. He's never home. Okay. Who's home? Going on years. In fact, I've met him without Kate ever being there. Interesting. That's true. I'm stunned Ant hasn't actually from not any time recent. He was supposed to be at a few things and then magically at the last minute. That's why I'm with Matt. Magically things. No, happen. but I mean, oh. I mean, back in radio days, I'm surprised that you didn't cross paths. Because if you did with that guy, he was I assistant to the well, programming director. No, the, I didn't deal he with the peons. The, the Dwight Schrute to Greg. <laughs> No, I, I didn't deal with the peons of college radio. I dealt with the people who mattered. The that guys, the Steve Strax. You know, well, I know. Schlong's making things. <laughs> well, I at like, the uh, time. <laughs> I like that when you're with me, Aunt. It feels good. It, feel good. it felt good to hear that. Aww. Yeah? Yeah, I needed that. Okay. Aww. Thanks. So. <laughs> been a fuck of a week friends i, I know. know it's been a fuck of a week Someday are you are you good now um yeah it's just like all the fucking driving like hackensack really out of all the fucking places they could have fucking put you not livingston not morristown hackensack hackensack and that's a hike from where he is. And we're not, I'm keeping things vague, but that's a right, hike. No, I, I haven't really, I told you guys and the wizards um, and the people I work with now and a couple, a couple of my friends. That's about it. But I've been, we've been, a week, we've, man. Been he's, we've been going he's, through it as a unit. He's home. He's <laughs> home now, but it's just now I have to go to, you know, work and then go to Verona and then drive home. And yeah. Yeah, so it's a rigmarole. One sorry, I didn't say. change my fucking shirt, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Bag. Hope you're fucking. I hope you fucking. Hope you leave a fucking candle on tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Asshole. All right. Well, yeah, let, Eric, me see, let me see, see your fucking. You want to where's your there? fucking face? Let me see your fucking daily T-shirt selection. You dick. Outfit of the day. Long send you know. Eric Freed's a, a link. Let's get him on. Yeah, send him a link so I can sign <laughs> the fuck off. We want to see <laughs> Eric's oh, fit, as the kids say. In fairness, so, everyone, uh, I, I so have to go back and watch. Oh, sorry, Ryan, I talked over you. I, I was just saying I have to go back and watch like the first three minutes of old videos to make sure I'm not wearing the same shirt week to week. Oh, I definitely almost put on the clothes that I wore yesterday for tonight's Look, podcast. man, I got a I got a fucking pile. I come home from work, I take a shower, and I put the same. I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm in my own home. Give a shit. <laughs> You're in your home. I'm out of yeah. shits to give. To be honest with you, I'm out of shits to give. So you All shit right. your pants like somewhat hey, frequently. You know what? So for you to be out is like that's a lot. I'm not gonna say. Don't curse it. I'm not going to say Don't it. Don't dance in yourself. We've been good. So. All right. All right. Well, and look, <laughs> That's always gonna, the curse. You're cursed. If you're going to well, repeat see, a shirt, you've got a good one. You're, you're repeating a good one. I see what you're saying. Hey, Matt, sorry I'm a fan. I watch both your shows. Well, Eric, maybe you should watch all three of my shows. How do you like them fucking apples? Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. What? Oh, three you don't shows? know I got another show. Yeah, I heard through the grapevine prick. 
can't show up to this one. You're going to go Hollywood too, you fuck face. Hollywood? I don't get fucking shit for it. I just show up and I get talk about Japanese wrestling with somebody who knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Wait, you do it with Tony? No, what are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I didn't know you and Tony started a Japanese You're wrestling podcast. Crazy. <laughs> well, we uh, all know Matt. His you name watched his third one. is uh, uh, Kieran. Oh, not just he a did. Guy. Look at Eric is and you know what? Aunt Money. Eric, yeah. I'm just being ornery. I he really is. do appreciate the support. Yeah, it's no, been a week, though, buddy. I have to do it Monday in the afternoon before I do the Wizards. So now yeah. my whole day Monday, because he is in the UK. Oh, boy. But you're just doing it monthly, right? Or is that uh, not the case? We've, we're now doing it bi-weekly. Oh. There's guys, so much going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It has to be done. That's so, right. Matt's a little bi-curious. That's what this means. That's ex That's exactly what that means. You can also, I, you didn't actually say what the show was, but you have a show with Kiernan on Fightful Overbooked, which is now semi-monthly, bi-weekly, no, all about semi, New Japan. Semi-monthly? No, it's monthly, bi-weekly. <laughs> semi-monthly? Semi I don't fucking know. Well, bi-weekly can mean twice a week, too, or it can yeah, mean every two weeks, so semi-monthly. Maybe I want bi-monthly? That's every two months. You know what? I just want bi. <laughs> I, <laughs> Isolate That's that. for the buys. Isolate it. Chop market. Isolate it. Who's taking time cues tonight? Stop, collaborate, and listen. I'll do uh, it. Yeah, so it's fun and I like it, but I do it Monday and then I do the wizard show and I'm usually all fired up. Well, I was last time. I was also really tired. And we don't have a name for the show and we have to do like the big, the big. So I think my head looks like a giant peanut. Oh, peanut. <laughs> okay. Look, what do you guys think? Is my head? I feel like my head <laughs> is giant peanuts. Peanut. Look at this. No, right, Mr. Peanut head does not look like a peanut. No, peanuts, no, not a penis. <laughs> All right, let's get you a top hat and a monocle, and we'll figure it out. You I would do, love to have a monocle. You do not look like uh, Mr. What's his name? Is his name just peanut. Mr. Peanut? Mr. Yeah, peanut? It's, it's the laziest name in the world. Okay. See, wait, they didn't change. People didn't. Uh, there's no outrage over Mr. Peanut. They want to change his fucking name. His pronoun <laughs> oh. is he. His, he's Mister. Yeah, he's, he's got nuts. He is. Wait, Mr. so you haven't named the show? Is what you were saying? No, we don't have a name yet. We're still trying to figure things out. I kind of liked old lions. He's not old, apparently. I've had some fucking terrible ideas. <laughs> what about? <laughs> I need terrible. to know all of them immediately. What about Matt and Kieran's New Japan Wrestling Extravaganza? That seems like a lot. Why? You know, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to take the lead. This kid's. Uh, he's very. He's puts me to shame. He's very knowledgeable. I'm very happy. You guys had a good, a good chemistry. It's not as good as the chemistry on this show. Well, I mean, we've got the four of us. We've got Sergio. Yeah, how Sergio got doing? history of knowing each he's other. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I can make friends with strangers though. Most some. Just not live at wrestling believe. shows. I don't want to talk to you at a wrestling <laughs> show. There, Serge. Oh, Sergio's feeling Drama. heavy tonight. If I'm waiting for Ant to drop it and just hear something break. Then Sergio's I'd be out. Good. You'd have to finish this yourself. Wait, what are I'm your like, what are your worst New Japan suggestions? Oh, I, I had a couple gems, but I think they're all shit, so. I'd have to go back through the messages and look. We might be the bread club. The bread club? 
Yeah. Could you, Are you a bread fan? Bread, bread Club I Seven. I suggest that the twenty fifth hour. That's a Kota Ibushi oh, reference. Yeah. I think there's another. There's a either a, a podcast or a movie, and it's like a real. It's like a gory horror movie. So we don't want to. Who knows? We don't want to confuse okay. people. No, that's why everything <laughs> that we possibly can is just called the whatever po show because <laughs> it's just so oversaturated and annoying. So I'm like three weeks behind on AEW. Uh huh. Um, I I've, I know what's going on. Brito and Peanut Head. That's not bad, Rob Humphrey. But I don't know if he wants to be called Brito. Brito. Brito filter. Brito's like I don't know. It's too close to pedo. Well, he's British, right? He's a Brito. Brito and Peanut Head. That's your Peanut Head. How you like that? I, I think I your didn't... head does not look like a peanut. I think it looks like your face and your head. Thank you, Kate. I You're appreciate welcome. that. Welcome, but I know about some AEW going ons because I did watch the Capital Carnage, and I don't think anyone from AEW wrestled in the first night of the best of the Super Juniors. And I haven't watched the second or third night, so please don't spoil it for me. I'll be very upset if you do that. I couldn't um, any of it. I will just say that Wheeler Yuta is great. Spoiler Wheeler alert: Yuta, Yuta is great. Is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I watched the Capital Carnage, and uh, the dickhead QT Marshall was there. <laughs> oh, you need and him and his his people from the factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were also on Dark. The the uh, lines out of the LA do- Dojo. Yeah, they were Carl and Alex and the Rhino. Carl, good to see you, Carl Fredericks. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds fun, Matt. Oh, that was a was that with a... the Brito and Peanut Head? I've completely killed the show. Good. No, I'm sitting here trying to think of good names, and I'm blanking. Oh, don't, no, don't, don't, I don't. was was that a Billy Madison reference that you? Yes, it was. Carl, good to see you. I was yes, like, it was. when he's trying to make out with uh, <laughs> Miss Veronica Vaughn. Want to touch the hiney? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt's been busy with uh, Mondays. We miss you yeah. here on Wednesdays, Matt. We do. Well, I have to I work the hospital. Look, if hey, if you want to come out next Wednesday, maybe live on location, you could do another over. I'm doing another overnight at St. Barnabas in Livingston. Oh. Next Wednesday night, you want to bring the 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 the, 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 the cameras right over. We could do a live feed. You can watch me make pizza for fucking ungrateful hospital employees. <laughs> you really are being a son of a bitch tonight. <laughs> I'm fucking it's bit I'm fucking fuck. Matt, do you yes. know where I was on Friday night? You went and you saw Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I did. And your on wife purpose. saw Sunny Kiss in the Banyo. Yeah. Ran into oh. uh Sunny Kiss. I didn't see Jack shit. Did you see uh Fred That's Durst? Okay. I did Biscuit. see I did see Fred Durst. Did you break stuff? Yeah. I did I did yeah. not. Did you did you do the Undertaker? Rolling, 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 rolling. I did not, but they did perform Roland. Did you do no an American way. Pose? They did with the depth of their catalog. Yeah, it was a fantastic. Did set. you do an American Badass pose? No, I didn't. That, did. I don't care about the American Badass. That's the best version of Taker. All right, Danny. When in your life are you gonna get to do? Undertaker with the band playing the song live, man. 
I mean, I can just put the CD on and raise my hand it's in It's not the, air. the same in the garden? Come on. I mean, I had to stand uh, on that filthy... I had to stand on that filthy ranger ice all this night. This was at the garden? This was yeah. at Starland? No, no, no. New no. York City for Limp Biscuit. Yeah, it was easy. Take the train in and out. Dude, it was done by... He came into this world as a reject. That's Look right. into those eyes and you'll see the size of the flame. Hot. <laughs> Dwelling on the past. It's burning up his brain. Did you Hot. uh? Did you sing along? That I agree with. No, I'm not a sing-alonger. You're not a sing-alonger? I will tell you this. What about a, you a, the horns? I did not. I don't do any of that stuff. What when do you like, do? Put Just your, fucking sit there like, like a sack of shit? When they're like, put your hands up. I'm like, don't tell me what the fuck to do. I'll do what oh, I want. This, fucking, this, right, is, this is how Ann goes to a concert. Jesus Christ. I do. Kate's joking, but that's sort of how I am at concerts. <laughs> I pay attention to a lot of what's going on. And, you know, I bob my head along and stuff, but I'm really into like Limp watching biscuit? what they're doing. Anybody. I'm into watching whatever you know the musicians are doing that's like, how I'm, i am with like mastodon limp biscuit well no. don't judge Kate. but listen Wes borland's a good guitar player i can't fault him for the band he's in did they sell out the garden they did not <laughs> no, i'm did not. shocked that's why i was guys, on the floor of the garden guys he's thinking about the day that his girl he ran away with his pay then his fellows came to play and now she's stuck with the his Look, i can do i can work with your music puns sometimes but limp biscuit ones i'm out like we can't this isn't even a pun no. i'm just going the lyrics through the lyrics <sighs> yeah that, that's not even a joke um i just I know that song. saturday too right yeah so hold on let me let me oh, tell you i need to plan. tell you it was a new metal weekend for me and mrs money um <laughs> So Friday Limp Biscuit, the openers, not good. Um, the amount who are, who of people. Are those openers? I don't remember who the first one was. There was some. There was. I'll tell you the band that I do remember. Uh, Wargasm. <laughs> They're from the UK. Uh, I'm all in. Let me look this up. They are yep. not good. Not good. Yeah. Not good um, live or just not good. No, just not good. Um, my favorite was at one point they said. Here's the words that we need everybody to sing along to. And I'm pretty sure it was. Um, oh, shit. What was it? Um, something like fight, live, fight, fuck, love, or something like that. And yeah. they're like, that's the words to sing along. This is our song, Drill Doe. Well, so it's very on brand. They did a song for Louis Ramos? I guess so. And then uh, there was a rapper. This caused a lot of problems when they announced this tour. There was a rapper called Snot who played, but it's with a dollar sign. And I think a lot of people thought it was the band from the late nineties, Snot, <laughs> who toured with Limp Biscuit back in the day and their lead singer died, and it was not Snot. It was Snot Dollar Sign Snot. Do um Dollar Dollar Knot. Dollar sign. Yeah. Snot. So like, dollar knot. Yeah, there you go. Dollar, uh, dollar, not yeah. yet. Like how so, Kesha would be, Ked dollar, Ked dollar, ha. <laughs> anyway, um, but here's the crazy thing. So oh, it's crazier. Yeah, the couple of things that I noticed there were um, there were way too many people who are still into like new metal shit like this. There are also. There was so many white people who had no rhythm 
when this rapper came out and they were like trying to bob along and sort of like dance and fit in and it did not work it just two and four white people two and four (laughs) i know and then um so between sets i actually thought this was pretty funny between sets they had this guy who was some sort of comedian or whatever come out but his whole thing was i'm whoever from live nation and I'm here to pull the audience <laughs> about the music they like because we're creating this machine learning music and blah, blah, blah. Like it was this whole thing. And then he would just read a list. He would just be like, okay, alternative rock. Cheer if you like alternative rock. Uh, okay. And you were like, fuck this. I and you don't tell me what to do. Uh, no. Uh, but there were so many people who were like, fuck you. Fuck Live Nation. Like people thought it was real. And that was scary. Because I turned to Mrs. Money and said, "This is how we get, um, this is how we get uh, QAnon." Like people thought this shit was real. I'm like, "This is why the internet's dangerous right now because people can't distinguish real and fake." It was quite me. scary. And um, so Limp Biscuits on stage, right? So we're on one side of the floor. Uh, I was like, "Let's go to the side of the stage that West Borland's on, right?" So we can kind of. Keep an eye on him. Oh, can I ask a question? Sure. Go ahead. Was Matthew. Is something fun? Did he paint his face fun? Yeah, he he's doing this thing now. I don't know if on the top half of his face it's a mask or if he paints it like white and the bottom black. He's got long hair. I don't know if it's a wig or if it's real. I haven't really looked it up, but right. uh, he was in a white suit. It was it was odd, but I had never seen him play live. Um, you know, he's a pretty good guitar player, so I was excited to see him anyway. So we're standing there and there's these dudes next to us. It was just an odd collection. They looked a little bit older, but not too much older. So they were still in the pocket, right? So I'm just standing there like watching the show and I'm sort of talking to G at the same time. And this one guy who's in a, a bucket Kangol hat <laughs> decides Daniel now. Was there? What? Daniel Garcia was there? No, no, no. Bucket <laughs> hat. Not a. Not the newsy hat. I'm one of them. Did he? Well, all right. Regardless, this guy decides he's going to start talking to me. I'm (laughs) like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. (laughs) This guy starts talking to me. Oh, my friends are fucking assholes. Can't pick your friends. I'm like, yeah. All right. Watch the show. And then he, at one point, he starts asking me, how old are you, man? And I'm like, oh, dude, come on, man. I'm just (laughs) here to fucking. Then he offered me mushrooms. Nice. I was like, I'm good, dude. Uh, No. (laughs) Some rando. Uh, No, no mushrooms. No. And then he started asking me something else. And I was like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I'm straight. You do whatever you want to do. Like, it's cool. I'm I'm good. I'm, you know, eventually they left. But it was literally like 30 minutes of this show that this guy decided to try to make friends with me. I'm like, enjoy your evening, pal. Matt's nightmare. That's like the wrestling show. of Matt's No, it's not because I just walk away or be like, bro, leave me alone. I'm watching the show. (laughs) So that was, that was uh, there like a chump. Yeah. Like a chump. Yeah. So that was Friday night. And I'll tell you this much. uh, That show had a hard out at like 1030. Like the garden doesn't fuck around. It, they were done on a Friday night at 1030. I was on the train and back home. It was great. Saturday, Matthew, our new metal weekend continued, although this oh, band grew up this. at some point. I it was uh, Deftones. Yes. Hell yeah. We went to the Deftones. They're probably one of my favorite modern bands, uh, if not my favorite modern band. But um, that was in Asbury. 
And of course it was like misting all night. So that's like the worst because you don't realize you're getting soaked all night. Um, but uh, Gojira opened. Nice. I'm not a huge Hell Gojira yeah. fan, but they're very good live. Live, they're um, great. I love. They're them. really I love good. Them. I'm just, just some, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not good. I, I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I like get I get that. it. Um, and I like a lot of bands like them. For some reason, I'm just not into Gojira. But they were very good. I've seen them before. Uh, that was very good. Um, I ran into somebody I knew from my music days, so that was fun. Uh, and then, um, Deftones went on and things cleared up and that was, uh, that was fun. That was, I've never been to a show here in New Jersey at this, at the stone pony outside. This was at the summer stage. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has been to a summer stage show here, but they have a pretty good setup and that show was sold out. So it was sort of fucking weird, you know, being like in this group with all these people, you know, and, uh, you know, I guess the pandemic's not really all the way over. But uh, it was <laughs> it was uh, sort of weird, but the show was great. And then Mrs. Money and I went for uh, some pizza afterwards. At this oh, you place. went to Porta? No, 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 no. We went to this place called Tallulah's. Oh. Um, which was pretty fantastic. All right. I like that. Good for so, you, buddy. You deserve it. You yeah. Really deserve it. Yeah. So. Great. So you had an awesome metal weekend. Kate had a great birthday. Metal. Uh, new metal. Excuse me. Sorry. Thank you. Long, how was your weekend? You know, Saturday was just one of those days when I didn't want to wake up. Oh my God. Everything was fucked and everybody sucked. I didn't really know why. I never wanted to talk about the rankings until this moment. I have the rankings. We're going to talk about them. Oh, God. I win. No, I mean, no. <laughs> nothing new going on with me. I live a boring life. I mean, uh, boring sounds good. Yeah. I mean, let me try to think. No, I didn't do anything. Cool. <laughs> for you, buddy. So for you, a little R and R is important. You're the oh. cat's pajamas. Can I also tell you guys something that happened to me yesterday? Yeah, you can. Of course. So Mrs. Money comes upstairs. By the way, Mrs. Money uh, on Twitter said she can you could chat with her in the chat for the first hour. She's asleep, so she's not gonna be. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so yesterday, Mrs. Money comes upstairs during the workday and says, um, got a call from Baby Money School. I said, oh, Christ, what happened? She said, he's fine, but they told me that he colored on himself with markers today. And he colored himself uh, with markers in green because he said uh, he wanted to look like an alien. So I, I thought for sure it was going to be red and something murder no, blood related. No, you're trying to that wouldn't that be thing. out of that wouldn't be out of sorts because he's very into blood and <laughs> he's asking a lot of death questions. But anyway, send it my way, dude. <laughs> I got lots of material he can read. So um, so I said, well, do we need to get him? And she said, they told me he was fine, that they were cleaning him up and that he's fine. He is not acting out in any other way so um that was it like i don't know i want to say right around noon so we still had a f- you know like five hours until he comes home so uh he gets home and uh mrs money is like he just got home uh let's go see him i haven't seen him yet uh i go downstairs with mrs money and he uh rounds the corner and um he is just faded green 
all down his left arm, halfway down his right arm, and his face. And um, I go, buddy, uh, we got an interesting call from school today. And he said, oh, yeah, I scraped my arm and it bled a little bit, but it's fine. And I said, no, pal, that's not why they called us. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, let me explain. That was his exact exact response. Let me explain. So we got this story. He what he told us was that some other kids started doing it. Uh, and then he started to do it and we said where was the teacher and he's like i don't know and i said well, what the fuck i didn't say it to him but in my brain i'm like well, what the fuck happened the fuck was the teacher his shirt was ha- he was wearing a yellow shirt it was half green like it was half green we had to use um we used uh before we even gave him a bath it was uh hand sanitizer because that stuff the alcohol will take some of it off makeup wipes like a makeup remover um and then i had to throw them in the tub and um i just basically was like close your eyes shut your mouth because i gotta wash your face he did not like that and then i just basically dumped water on his head um and then uh i started scrubbing his arms with the loofah at one point or not the loofah yeah the loofah the little puffy thing um and he goes Dad, this is starting to hurt. I said, I can't help it, dude. You're covered. Thankfully, it all came off eventually yesterday. Like, it's not like anything was left today. But we took some pictures and sent it. Mrs. Money sent it to my my mom. My mom calls her back and goes, hey, just um, just wondering, does he have a black eye? And we said, no, it's the marker. By the way, he told us that he didn't draw on his face. He said what happened was he drew on his arm and then just went like this and wiped it across across his whole fucking face. It was a goddamn nightmare. So, yes, it was a fun weekend, as Matthew said. I had a new metal weekend, but yesterday really fucking sucked. (laughs) So there you go. What are you going to do? Right. What are you gonna? What do? are you gonna do? So because I was out Friday, I didn't see any of Rampage. I know Matt didn't see any of Rampage. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. On the train, I caught the main event of Rampage, but I didn't see anything else. I don't know if you, you guys got to see the early bird special Rampage. Oh hell yeah! That means I get to start my Fridays now earlier. Let's go. So I know that we had uh, Death Triangle defeating the Butcher of the Blade and Mark Quinn. No surprise there. Uh, lights out after the match. House of Black is in the ring afterwards. Uh, you know, lights go out, then they're gone. Okay. We had Just Spears like defeat. That's right. There he goes. What the fuck? Um, like Sean Spears defeated Bear Boulder. Uh, he gets hit with the chair after the match. Uh, Mrs. Money missed Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Ugh. I'm sure she saw it. I just haven't asked. Uh, Riho uh, gets beat by Ruby Soho in the Owen Cup. Oh, Rio's back. Well, she's gone. That's it. She's done in the tournament. So that was actually a really good match. That ended up being really strong. Um, Riho had like some cool, like she used a bow and arrow. She's using stuff that makes more sense for her she used size. A bow and oh. arrow, like she was a hunter. 
Yes, a literal bow and arrow for some, Rick Knox, man. Just completely uh, missed it. But she she used more innovative offense. And you guys remember when we saw Ruby, Ruby Soho, she is like not a big gal. So like them being a little bit more evenly matched and her using some offense that caters more to her size. This was like a much, much stronger match than we're used to seeing. Okay. Shit, shit that makes sense for her being small. That's what you're always no. complaining about. No, 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 you, no. Missed, you missed the, me burping into the microphone. <laughs> the microphone was off. Oh, I guess and I don't it, really view that as newsworthy. And then Anthony going, Anthony going. I didn't know what it was, and then I put two and two together. I'm like, this fucker burped. He didn't even know the, the mic, mic was, was off. Your face mic looked was... like, um, I'm Ron Burgundy. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually good say? about turning the mic off. He did not that time. <laughs> Um. All right. I mean, I have it. I have a DVR. I I can go back and check it out. It was um, good. Like for the criticisms that, and I share them that we give Riho. Um, this was a a much better match, much more believable. And her match against Yuka Sakazaki was actually pretty good too. Zuta. Um. So. I don't that's know. German. What'd you say? Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah, they had a match. <laughs> Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and that Yuka was really good too. Sakazaki. Yeah, that was a real good match, Kate. Hi, Nelly. Thank you. Oh, yeah, just leave <laughs> Let's see. It we was. Had Billy. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was moving on. Uh, Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys backstage. Uh, Let me ask you guys a question. Go. Serious yeah. question. Okay, go ahead. Does Billy Gunn prefer the Ass Boys or Bodacious Bart and Bombastic Bob or whatever the fuck the original Midnight Express is? <laughs> Uh, I'll say the ass boys, but not the new Midnight Express. No, after this week, I think he likes the acclaimed better than either of them. It was a very funny segment. I heard about it. I also <laughs> saw Bowens put something up today about like uh, my chance to be at Houston was taken away from me. It was very cryptic. Hmm. I don't know, maybe he tested positive. Who knows? Oh, for, uh, maybe, he's been hurt too. So, leans. what I don't fucking know. That's just mumbling over there. Yeah, really. I just wanted to pop in and say hello to everyone. No, 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 no. Stick it out till the break when we play the commercials that oh, I haven't see. edited yet. My bad, guys. You're going to hear some some commercials about the PC. No, you don't have to run a commercial break. You could literally just it's say. It's a chance to fucking get up and, and take a drink and do all that stuff, man. It's okay. also a chance to learn about the other great shows on the show. I don't. I, 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 what? Net, what? Don't think... How do I put this? Okay. He's gonna bury his own network. I love this. I love it. I don't know. He's in the B show now. It doesn't matter. There's that's a lie. Uh he's on the A show currently, but he's really a founding member of the B not show. Not a lot of time left on the network. Maybe that's a good way to put it. <gasps> Are we gonna turn it into the Mark Order network? Uh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it served his purpose and <laughs> You know, I'm sure Tony will listen to this and be like, you know, I'm on a podcast for three weeks and then you tell people the network goes away. <laughs> Say, here's a surprise, people. When you tune in Monday night, Tony won't be there for the seven o'clock guest, okay? Just put it out there now. He's already he's already telling us he's not going to be there. <laughs> well, he hates guests. So. He does. I don't know. It served its purpose. Nobody updates their shit. Not you guys, but... Well, that's where the, where the A show... We've gotten the length out of it that is needed. Now, fly 
my birds fly. fly like an eagle. I'm still going to play the commercials because it lets us take a break. <laughs> you just um, go with a very good point that Matt's Tony impression and Jim Cornette impression. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to like November till, you know, that expires. Uh, let's see. And then in the main event, uh, we also had a baddie segment. We found out, by the way, that um, he, Karushida was uh, injured and out of this tournament. So they're going to replace Chris Statlander. Uh, they're going to pl- replace Sheeta with Chris Statlander uh, in her own match. Uh, I'm going to go with Matthew first and then Ryan and then Kate. I, I just Ryan, read the Dark Order thing. That's what me and Ryan, I Mark think me and Ryan are on the same, same page on this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, she kind of came out and was like, I'm not hurt, and I don't know why I'm being pulled from this. Well, um, we're going to talk about that in news and notes. Oh, well, why bring it up now and then save it for, you know, I thought it was topical. Right. I was trying to, well, well trying actually, to actually wait. I lost it. So you could talk about it now. I don't I was know. Trying, I hey, there's my wife. Oh, hi. They all said hello to you. She's waving. Baby, said, hi, beautiful. So, no, no, what are you doing with the tape? Oh, please do it. Oh, don't do it. Whatever you're going to do, please don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. What do you... I hope she strangles the life out of you. Oh, never mind. Oh, is she going to back wax you? No, she's not going to back wax me. There's usually a blanket on the back of my chair, and the cat's like to jump on it, and now she's putting tape on it. All right. Oh, so, I was hoping she was going to put it over your mouth. That's more his neck. Or his airwave. Don't something. show up, and you bust my balls. I show up, and you're like, I hope she strangles you to death. <laughs> I didn't say to death. I just thought it'd be funny to see it. Yeah. She doesn't have to strangle you until the life is gone, just until your consciousness is gone. Anyway, since I lost a sheet of thing, we could talk about it. Um, Yeah, I had seen a couple things that they said they discussed it with her ahead of schedule that she knew about getting pulled. But as you said, uh, there are some conflicts there. From what I gather that came out later, she first did a tweet saying, you know, um, news to me, I'm hurt. I just wrestled three matches. They don't respect Japanese wrestling or something like that. And mm-hmm. then she kind of walked that back later saying, well, I wasn't cleared by AEW. I couldn't get to the doctor there in time, so I had to be pulled. I think basically she she had the J- Japanese dates booked. So for whatever reason, they put her in the tournament. Well, they couldn't keep going because she was booked in Japan. So they made up that she's hurt and she didn't understand that they were. That's the way they were going to kayfabe themselves out of it. So she's like, wait, but I'm fine. <laughs> so it just seems like a really stupid miscommunication where they should have been like, you knew you weren't going to be in this. You knew you were getting pulled. We're just making up a lie that you're hurt. Instead, she was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Go look at my matches. <laughs> Yeah, especially because one of them was like an hour and five minutes or something insane, I think. So, um, yeah, it sounded like a little bit of a, a miscafe, miscommunication in kayfabe. I was trying to smush them together, but it was a communication breakdown, like Led Zeppelin said. That's all it I is. I think that's possible. I don't uh, know what's happening, but I'm fascinated right now. Me too. I'm either. waiting for her to kill him. Uh, Mark Will's asking, who's that behind Matt? It's his lovely wife. His way better half. He outkicked his coverage. By, on a different field. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. People people want to know who the woman is behind me. And then they said my wife. And then my wife. 
they all they all said <laughs> that I outkicked my coverage, which is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she agrees. She's taping you know who... the back of my chair because the cats like to jump on it. See, there's like green tape. Yep. Aww. Now you could green screen stuff in behind you on the back of your chair. I guess it's hard for people to believe I have a wife. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I would believe you have a wife. You're a you're a fine young man, Matt. How you pulled that one who could kill you at any moment and chooses not to on a continual basis is beyond me. Well, she's waiting for it. Look she... at her. What a babe. She oh, looks wow. fantastic, Matt. She does. I I am don't disagree. She's beautiful, and yes, she can kill me at any. Whipping minute. the hair, my goodness. <laughs> She's really hamming Jeez, it up. <laughs> Oof! This is if what's going to bring the views. Podcast form. Shame on you. Listen, I know we usually discuss business off air. This this ladies of the Mark Order podcast uh, content has to happen at some point. It, it will be fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right. As long as Brait gets her spread, we're good. No, to go. no, no, no. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. It's a women's panel hosted by Raid. <laughs> Give me a, a Jack Skellington blanket. Oh, it kind of um, looked like she was like giving you a little back rub there for a second, but it was just your chair. No, she's de- definitely not going to give me a back rub. What the hell was that, Schlong? Your camera was My like, camera's fuck all you. messed up. No back rubs for me. Uh, all right, back to Rampage so we can wrap this first hour up. That we, we weren't wasted. done talking about Rampage? No, the main event happened. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian for the TNT title. Scorpio retains after some shenanigans. Um, uh, our our uh, our good pal. Uh, oh, my God. I'm spacing Dan out his Lambert. name. Dan Lambert? No, not Dan Lambert. Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy Gunn. The, so fuck? the other man of the pal. year. No, Ethan the Page. other man of the year. Oh, Ethan Page. Ethan Page. That's it. I wanted to say, <laughs> I want to say Elliot Page. I'm like, that's not Elliot Page. Oh. Ethan Page tells a great, great story about shitting his pants when he was doing door to door salesman stuff on the Shining Ooh. Wizard Wrestling podcast. The B Show. You know, your words are hurtful, man. You got all your little minions in here shit talking me all night. You go, your words are hurtful. Earlier, you said, I hope you leave a candle wet overnight to somebody. You can take, you can assume, you can take that for whatever you want to take it as. Maybe you want to have a nice smell. Stay warm. Yeah. House smells good. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you do. Can't help it if you burn your house to the ground. That's your own fault, you idiot. So, uh, you'll light a candle. Always so thinking Dan, the worst of me, you, uh, well, you two. Ryan, wake up. What are you doing over there? He's smart. There He's is. sleeping. Uh, <laughs> so Dan Lambert runs interference for Ethan Page, who blasts Frankie Kazarian in the face with a belt. And post-match, Frankie is telling Scorpio what's happened. Scorpio looks very upset, but then all of a sudden, Scorpio turns on Frankie, uh, and that... Uh, Essentially, that face turn seems like it was very fast and it's over. Um, and Sammy jumps in the ring to run off the men of the year. Oh, guys, Sammy I don't Guevara. know what the fuck is happening with Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara. This is fucking bonkers to me. 
Yeah, and Dan Lambert managed to call Tay Conti a whore with the 20 seconds he had the mic in his hand again for no true. fucking reason. They gotta move the fuck past this. This was terrible. Like, it's... People want to root for Scorpio Sky. Just let them root for Scorpio Sky. Like, this is so stupid and convoluted. Like, and the the TNT title belt is getting completely lost in it. Like, just so in the mud. I hated it. Well, what I don't understand is I had seen a few things saying that they pivoted with the plans for the title because of the negative reaction that Sammy was getting. So to see this, I'm like, are they really trying to put him back over as a face with the crowd still not really behind him? Like, I don't understand what they're doing. Just let Scorpio do what he does. And just move on from this. We've already had, like, two matches. It's been incredibly drawn out. Like, I... There's just no more juice left in this feud, and they haven't had Paige and Tay yet, which I thought was the whole point of this. So, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean... Listen, Eric Freed says, who's the face and who's the heel in that TNT title feud? Good fucking question, Eric. Because I don't think it, they know. <laughs> it, I don't think it's about the TNT title. I don't I know think what they're, it's they're, about anymore. They're, they're trying to set up a mixed tag match between Sammy and Tay and Ethan and Paige Van Zandt. And right now, so they're not sure what to do with Scorpio because they're not ready for him and Ethan to have their thing yet, which has to happen if he goes full face. So they're kind of long gaming him while they play out this mixed match. I'm not saying it's good, but that's to me what they're doing. Think about what you just said, right? It's crazy to think that they can't find something to do with Scorpio sky, right? Like you can't find swerve or Keith Lee or someone from ring of honor to just have like, you know, build a quick feud before double or nothing it's wild right no i i so i'm not saying necessarily that it's that they don't have something for sky well they don't have something for sky but i'm not even necessarily saying they can't find something um more that um they're not ready for him to go full face because that automatically means he has to have a feud with ethan page who's heel so they're gonna have him play this not tweener but like starting to lean face but always going back to to page and lambert until they're ready for that split because it it's they for some reason really want that mixed match, you know, mixed tag match, and so that's going to be their main focus. And so they're kind of putting Scorpio's full face turn on the back burner until they're ready to actually for that match. I don't know if it's a good play, but it seems like the play they're making. Uh, beats me. I haven't. Uh, sorry, Nelly. It's killing me right now. I haven't watched in three weeks. I'm a couple weeks behind. So, no, it, it's fine, man. It's just, it's just so weird what they've got going on. You're right. How is there nothing to get anybody else involved in this TNT title? You're right. Like Swerve, sure, but Swerve is, you know, Swerve is sort of involved with, you know, Keith Lee in this whole thing, right? So it's like, how can you sort of pull him off this thing with, you know, um, Team Taz, right, and and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I mean, we're going to talk about that, right? No, so I'm just this. No, I know. Like, I'm with you. Silly for them to put themselves you. into like this position where they don't have like there's no out. You're put you put all your eggs in this mixed tags tag match, and the reaction that Sammy has been getting, uh, according to what you guys said 
is the reason why they flip flop the title. And now you're kind of there with egg on your face and you're like, let's just parade them out there again. And, and it's stupid and confusing and Scorpio deserves better. And I think we as fans deserve something better. Yeah. Especially for this title that they said was going to be like this workhorse title, right. That we were going to see, you know, regularly. And they did a good job. Um, they did a good job with that. You know, honestly, like when Cody had that belt in the first, you know, stretch run of, of the championship, when they were trying to get eyes on it and get new people to come in and stuff like that, I think they did a great job. I just feel like now it's sort of gotten lost in the shuffle and I'm with you. There's gotta be somebody that can get involved with it, but you're right. They've sort of booked themselves into a corner because who do they have right now? Who's sort of on a singles run. That's not involved in something else. That's everything else that's going on is tag teams or gang warfare. So there's nobody hanging well, out there at a single stretch. If you're going to do Frankie Kazarian, I think you should have done Christopher Daniels next. Right. Sure. Like have the official breakup of SCU. Um, and like just because someone in, in a gang warfare is involved in one thing doesn't mean like have give hook a tnt title shot or what you know what i mean like there's still a lot of things that you could do they definitely have a deep enough roster my goodness um and like i i don't know i think when you have that many stables but and like that shouldn't be our problem like they should have people built up go back to your precious rankings like hey i know i'm involved in this thing but right now i'm ranked number two and i gotta go get my title shot or whatever like um, I just feel like that's pretty short-sighted if the second most important thing on the show is not having anything built to it. The only person I feel like right now, and we'll see it when we get to the rankings, but I think the only person right now that you could probably insert to some in, into some way of that TNT title picture, even though they're involved with something at the moment, would probably be Tony Nese. I mean, I know he's involved with this hook Danhausen thing, which I don't think is going to be long term, and he's going to get fucking smushed by Hook. You're not going to have Hook lose to Nice, to be honest. And yeah, better not say that too loud, or I'm going to get somebody coming through the door. But <laughs> Nice could be in control, and then Danhausen can come curse him. Like perfect, then he loses. Eric Fried killing it. Peter Avalon. I mean, now he's just fucking simping for you, Kate. I mean, come on, Eric. Well, I mean, that's all simping for me. I love the wingman. But actually, there's that line isn't terrible in the sense to just go back to the open challenge for a little while. Mm -hmm. Let his story be that he's... They don't even have to be people you think are necessarily going to win. But if every other week he's putting on a great match with, you know, Lee Moriarty or, you know, Tony Nese or people that may not win the title of them, but they're just good match after good match... It'll build him up and the title back up, and then you can give him the big feud. You know, whoever. I guess, but Lance yeah. Archer in there. They love to have him in title shots losing. Why yeah. don't you bring uh, Blanchard Enterprises in and let Brian Cage go after it? He's not doing anything. Ring of Honor's not doing anything. At least keep his name out there, and you could have Tully be his mouthpiece. And I'm sure Scorpio Sky and Brian Cage have had awesome matches in the past. They're both Southern California guys, so I'm sure they're comfortable working with each other and if scorpio can bump his balls off for brian cage it'll be much more entertaining with than whatever they're giving us yeah 
I think too we'll see when he get, when he comes back probably Miro gets a run at that title again because you know he could definitely win that title back and be important but I don't know what he's doing I know he was filming something and he showed up in a preview for some CBS show that he was involved in shooting I know he's pretty sure he signed an extension so I don't know where he is or what he's doing but man they need to I know he was hurt for a little bit but they need fucking Miro to get back there Jesus just pull fucking Kip Sabian out of the crowd one week just have him wrestle with the box on his head. It doesn't oh, fucking matter. Oh, Matt, you want to be box head and Brito? <sighs> I don't think my head looks like a box. Why do we have to? No, no, you just wear a box on your head. Yeah, no, I'm not doing a fucking show with a box on my head. Are you kidding me? It would help your viewership. <laughs> that's that's nice. Wow. That's hurtful. You're so mean. Mean spirited. I don't oh, understand. Oh, Matthew. I miss this. Do you? I miss you. Oh. Dante and Ryan are even here. I wow. miss you. That's mean too. <laughs> See you, Kate. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> Look, that's all we had to do. Oh, forget it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'll have to go back and watch Rampage for the earlier stuff. The main event was a great match until we got to that finish. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I yeah, thought the match that itself that was-, was like um frankie kazarian using the chicken wing a bunch and scorpio like yeah not being able to get out of it and then being able to get out of it kind of like i had made the the parallel to like when a batter just keeps fouling off the same pitch and the pitcher was like you're gonna just keep getting the same pitch because you haven't proven that you can hit it yet like that's what that whole spot felt like to me like i i thought the match was so good and um, God, Frankie Kazarian just lays his shit at. I really want to see him and Kyle O'Reilly in the ring together. <laughs> I I honestly didn't have a problem with everything, even up to the after the post match. I had no problem with anything until he turned on Frankie, and I was like, "What the fuck was the point of this?" Because it was really I thought done well when he was going at Ethan Page, and I was like, "This is it. This is where they split up. This is where we start the program." Here it goes. And then they just were like, fuck you. We're not doing it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Got so. Asian Joe with a great point over there. Anybody in the dark order? <laughs> well, uh, sorry, Asian Joe. Fucking uh, the dark order is very busy with Fuego Del Loser. So who hurt you? Who hurt me? First of all, that's the House of Black that's busy with Fuego. And no, 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 no. No, that's the House of Black is busy with them, but the Dark Order right now is busy backing up the loser, Fuego Del Sol. They only need three to back them up, so there's still another member to go. We're good. Who are you going to put? John Silver in to get to lose another match? Okay. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's tough when you just keep throwing these guys in. Like, Silver had a great match against CM Punk. Nobody thought he was going to fucking win. So you're going to put him in against scorpio sky to then lose another match and we see him lose again on television like that kind of gets old too I, I don't disagree like you know the somebody in the dark order like put in evil uno evil uno can wrestle we've seen preston vance do it but again a guy who can't get over the hump for for a title like that i mean it's it's just that's that's the thing to me like where you start to look at some of the people that are out there. It's like they fought for this thing twice already and they haven't won against anybody. Like, why do I want to see it again? 
you know, but there yeah. are certainly guys that they haven't gotten involved in this picture that they could. I just think they're afraid for some reason to get them involved in multiple stories where in the past, maybe they weren't like we talked about it, you know, you know, in the past where it's like, there's a lot of storylines kind of going on concurrently. And it seems like they've sort of gotten away from that, which kind of sucks. Cause I like when they have a lot of stories happening and they cool th- something off and then they heat it back up later. Like, you know, I th- they were pretty good with that, but I don't know. They seem to have gone away with it. Maybe they'll find it again, but it is wild to think they said tonight that next week they're celebrating three years. Uh, yeah. It seems like to me, it seems like longer than three years, but that's not a bad thing. It just seems like they've been doing it for longer than three years. In some ways to me, it feels longer than three. In some ways it feels shorter. And I think part of that is because so much of their existence was in the pandemic that it's like a very, yeah, everything pandemic wise is such like a, a mind fuck time wise. <laughs> Um, that it, it the, that falls in the same trap, and like this company is not the same as the company that started. Like it's just nuts to think like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, CM freaking Punk are here. Miro is who he is. Like the people that they did bring over have been so great, and then on top of that, you have like the your day oneers and your pillars or whatever. So it's just been such a transformative three years and so much of it was during the pandemic that is kind of wild to me yeah yeah it is wild to think that shortly after they actually like started up everything closed down you know yeah truly it's amazing to kind of look back at that time and be like oh it was a matter of months into their you know starting to tour and get you know going that they had to lock it down and then be out of jacksonville and then when they even did some of the pre-tape stuff out of whatever place they were using i think in georgia right remember there were a handful of shows where they were out of some gym or some football like facility um it was wild wild guys wild um well we've been going for an hour we should probably take a little break matt are you gonna bail on us not that's not a bad thing but are you gonna peace out because uh i'm signing off i uh i'm tired i want to go lay down all good you've had a busy few days so we will say goodbye to you when we go to break but matt uh what's going on with the b show of the current shining wizards network the shining wizards monday night at 7 p.m who do you got on monday it's very uh, again hurtful (laughs) i mean i've said it week over week you've done mediocrity for over 10 years it's amazing that's a track record, my friend. It's hurtful. Your words are hurtful. Uh, Monday night, Marche Rocket from the NWA. He's joining us. Uh, Kevin Broke defends his Can You Beat That Championship against Dad Gal, Petey Brown. <laughs> Is this sanctioned? Uh, apparently, the championship <laughs> committee had a vote five to four in favor of it, whatever this bullshit championship five to four committee i don't fucking know tony's out of his mind it's him it's magenta it's overweight larry it's it's uh fandango unchained that fucking terrible idea he had um and all the other people that live in his fucking head they all vote i guess i have no idea i don't until i see a person talk to somebody i don't think there is a championship committee i think tony's full of shit wow okay well the brand split continues. 
between the A show and the B show. No, there's no brain split. I booked guests like I always do, and he got butthurt about it. Oh, boy. So that's going to make it to year 11 of The Shining Wizards. What? Are we going to make it to 11 years? Tune in. Find out week after week on As the Shining Wizards Turn. <laughs> he just created. See, created out of thin air a championship committee. Listen, if he's the commissioner, he could do whatever he wants. He's not. Well, so who's the commissioner? I'm just saying that here on the A show, we have a much more synergetic flow. Although there's no controlling vote, so we can arrive at a split decision. It's true, but we come to such peaceful agreements because we all we are do. nice and we get along and we're on the same page. It's not like true. those A show jobbers. No. Wait, what? <laughs> wow. This or is... B show, sorry. Thank you. Jesus Christ. God, <laughs> I buried myself. Well, that's Let's awesome. Say. And then when is it this Monday then that the unnamed New Japan <laughs> show is? Uh, we'll, we will be recording Monday and it'll probably be up some point Tuesday. Nice. Okay. It's not live. Nope. But uh, there's so much going on in New Japan. They have Capital Collision and the Best of the Super Juniors is happening. And then that'll go into Dominion and Forbidden Door and the G1. So it'll They're be. Cool. Uh, it just seems like it's too much to try and cram into one show after a month. So that makes sense. We got the green light to, uh, to go out there and do it. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for fun. stopping by. We miss you. Well, I miss you guys, and I wanted to just show face, and uh, you know, I, it's just silly for me to sit here and uh, just. You're very non. I, I, I didn't watch Dynamite. I'm fucking three weeks behind on AEW. So. Well, we got a pay per view kind of coming up soon too, so we got to figure out if we're going to try to watch it together or do whatever. You know. Yeah, that's. One day at a time, fellas. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Just trying to get to Sunday. Matt, I I don't know if you you definitely weren't here, but uh, I'm gonna be in Chicago in June. Oh, you? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. We'll be there, man. I mean, it was it was a very last minute, not very last minute, but it was sort of like driving out with the doctor. I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know. Uh, I got something else going on that I need to save. Uh, drive, jerk I... off drive. What? Jerk off drive. Drive, drive, jerk off drive. Just make sure you're driving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we go east, we're definitely going to hit the ocean, so we got to go west. But uh, you hit the ocean if you go too far west. Well, true, but he's not. We're not going to go that far. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, because uh i gotta figure out uh i got something else going on uh late in the summer and i gotta save some time oh you're going to uh the the thing well thing the concert the big festival right yeah we do yeah um the riot fest talking about yeah yeah yeah. no no no. i got something else i'll tell you about what you got going on talk about it here is it like a personal thing or is it like a vacation no it's like a personal thing like you can get your your nuts fixed or something yeah, that's oh, you're getting the get boys chopped. Spay or neuter your co-hosts. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna <laughs> spay myself. Uh, over my house, I'll do it for free. <laughs> Put those fat balls on the table, buddy. Listen, isolated, I can't help it. Isolated. One oh seven eighteen. Put those fat balls on the table, baby. Kate, Kate's when got the pen out. 
seven. We got to start. We got to start clipping audio. We've got so I've got to get a, a sound machine to hook up to my fucking computer. I got so much shit we got to do. Anyway, Matt, fantastic seeing you. Uh, it's great seeing you guys. It's great uh, with the interactions over here, and uh, I miss everybody. I we love be, you. I will be back next week. <laughs> no, but we look forward to the next time. Yeah, I we mean, see come, you, you want to come, come see me at the St. Barnabas in Livingston Wednesday night from ten to one a.m. No, that's not gonna happen. No, I didn't think so. Bring the kid. But I should be back. Uh, I'm looking at uh, things should maybe be back to normal after double or nothing. I hope. Okay. Okay. Matt, we're taking it one day at a time. That's it. This is it. One day at a time. This is it. Please don't shit talk me after I get out of the. We would never. Why would you say that? Now all I want to do is shit talk. You guys are the worst. Matt, we never shit talk you. Come on. Ryan, I have total faith in you to control them. Please. Your faith is misplaced. I won't shit talk you, but I can't stop those two. You can stop them. Don't stop me now. You got the power, brother. Because I'm having a good time. I can stop one of them. Having a good time. And it ain't me. I'll tell you that much. Uh, all right, we're not going to kayfabe anything tonight. We're just going to go f- to some words from the Shining Wizards Network. We'll be right back. Matt, pleasure seeing you. We'll see you in a few weeks. Nice seeing you guys. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Love you, Maddie. We'll be back. See you guys. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb, and every week we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. 
This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back. On the Mark Order podcast, it was fun having Matt here, guys. A lot of fun. It was. It was thank, nice having Matthew here. Thank God he's gone, though. Jesus fucking Christ! No, oh, he God. said we can't shit talk him, but we can talk about like the frequency with which he shits, right? Like oh how how much do we think he cursed himself by saying that he hasn't shit his pants and. Like immediately after he got off the stream, right? I mean, listen, we're not shit talking. It's talk about shit. And talk about shit. Yeah. Shit talking uh, and talking about shit. Um, right. No, in all seriousness, it was fun having Matt back here for a little bit tonight. It really was. Wish it he's, was we we do fun. wish he was here every week, um, you know, but we get it. We get it. Schedule's One busy. week we'll do a Matt tribute episode where we're all impressions of Matt. That'll be really fun. And only talking WWECW. Perfect. And fucking hand jobs. And the true chaos. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. And the true chaos. With a focus on Taz with two Z's. Yes. Taz with two Z's. The one Z Taz is the fake Taz. Come the on. Taz. Onesie Taz. Uh, before, before we dive into the rankings, can I plug yeah. something really quick? Oh my god, I guess it's so. not for me. Yeah, okay. We'll see. Um, we have a friend in New Jersey um who writes music. It goes by uh this wolf music, and he did MJF's like the rap remix theme, and then he is doing a remix for of Adam Page's theme, which is incredible to start with. 
for the pay-per-view. And that is, I can't remember if it's available now or if it's going to be, I think it's going to be available Friday. Um, but it's just very exciting. He's a local New Jersey guy. He's super nice. Um, when I was putting together a project that's now dead in the water, but I was trying to do a mental health benefit for professional wrestling. He was one of the artists who stepped up without hesitation and was just so kind and so nice and is super skilled. Um, so check him out at this wolf music. He's so nice and cool. And I'm just very excited that he got that opportunity and the other opportunities that he's getting. We really like Darren. Well, I mean, now all the, all the kayfabe's gone, Kate. I was like, whoa, this guy sounds cool. This wolf music. And then you're like, thanks, Darren. I'm like, (laughs) come on. Well, no, that's very cool. Okay, maybe we should hit him up for other music for this show. You know, we can use other music. We got other stuff coming up, you know what I mean? Um, No, I'm just fucking around. Anyway, um, no, very cool. Uh, And I'm going to plug something because I feel like we've been forgetting two week after week. But don't forget, folks, we got free stickers we can send out. Stickers! Don't forget to get your stickers if you haven't yet. Um, Uh... (laughs) I don't have version two. I should. I should go to. I. You know what? I would like to request version two stickers, but where would I even go to find out how to do that? Well, Kate, if I ever see you in person again, I'll give you some V two stickers. But if you're not local, where we're going to see you at a show or something like that? I mean, if you're going to be at the Forbidden Door, I'll probably see you in Chicago and have some V twos. But anyway. If you're not anywhere we're going to be where we're going to have stickers, all you got to do is go to our social channels at Mark Order Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even on the YouTube, anything like that, and uh, hit our link tree. The first button in the link tree is to request free stickers. All you have to do is give us your name, your address, and the country you live in. We will ship out stickers for free. Free, you like- say? Yeah, you like to spread false narratives that people have to pay for the shipping. Not true, Kate. Well, then I'm control Aunt- your narrative, Aunt, and tell them the truth. I'm Aunt Money, and I spend the shipping. It comes out of my pocket, so don't worry about it. I got plenty of money for the shipping. <laughs> You've been involved in a sticker incident Call Aunt Money. It's his money, and he'll spend it now. <laughs> I'll spend it for you to send you free stickers wherever you live. Oh, no, that um, was so accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can hit us up. We'll send you a couple of the V1 and V2 stickers uh, just for requesting them for free. So let us know. Uh, Rob Humphrey is still confused. Kate, you're confusing people. How much are the stickers? Uh, they are gratis. Let Rob me Humphrey. clear something up. Okay. I knew the stickers were free. I just thought all you had to do was pay shipping. No, 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 my friends. No. This man is willing to sacrifice that cost. He's going to endure that expense That's right. for you. I'm paying the shipping and handling. You don't and have to worry about any of that. Let me tell you, with stickers, it's a lot of shipping and handling that has to happen. So You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, Asian Joe did have uh, a question here. Kate plugs something, Ant plugs something. What is Schlong going to plug? Well... In maybe an hour, Schlong will be plugging something, but I can't talk about it here. Heyo. Heyo. <laughs> anyway. Filthy ant. Filthy. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Matthew Plus doesn't look like he's a fan of yours, Kate. Uh, the 
Tonight's crowd stunk almost as much as Katie does. Look at that. Heel turn. He heals on me every podcast I fucking do, which I don't know if you know this. This is too many of them, Ant. That's that's a YP, not an MP. YP, MP. (laughs) It is, and I accept that responsibility, but this Matthew Plus Mm -hmm. walking around with a handle like he's a subscription service. I'm canceling my subscription to Matthew Plus. I don't even want standard Matthew in HD standard definition. I don't want anything to do with Matthew Plus. More like Matthew sucks. Whoa. Now, uh, I have to ask for real because now I don't know. Is this uh, is this uh, kayfabe? Are we kayfabe or is this something for real? And I opened up a sore spot. I didn't. No, 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 this is fame. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Because uh, I, I was like, oh, fuck, was I, uh, was uh, I because really? Because there are some actual shitheads out there in this world. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> so I hear. So I hear. Just like Schlong with his hat turned to the side. What a shithead. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? That's what you look like. Folks, uh, let's take a look at the rankings. The power rankings. Power rankings. Power rankings. Um... So not a lot of changes here, but there are a few things to note. So, Kate, this is why I sort of said we'll see it when we talk about rankings before, because I think you said, oh, let's, you know, why not give it to people who are in the rankings for the TNT title? Well, because the number one contender is Punk. He's going for the title. Two is Moxley. Moxley is heavily involved in this Jericho Appreciation Society thing that's happening. Jay Lethal's involved with um, Samoa Joe in this whole Ring of Honor deal. Adam Cole is involved in the cup, so he's not going to look for anything else. And then uh, Tony Nese is the only person who's really not involved in anything that heavy hitting. So that's why I said, yeah, maybe Nice is the only person. And he just jumped into the rankings. So that that's maybe very smooth rundown of the rankings. You were like, like look how conversational I am and how I, I work these rankings. in. you really are. You're the most professional podcaster. Brian Myers can suck it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So, yeah, I mean, um, that's the only reason I said we'll see it later, because you could see, according to this list, everybody's involved with something sort of important now, quote unquote, to the the pay-per-view. Right. I mean, Nice is involved in a pre, you know, pre-show match with Hook and Danhausen. Right. So, like, that's not super important. But I think they're trying to line Nice up for something. Uh, Kate's yeah, okay. giving it's, me a face like like getting cursed isn't the highest stakes that have ever been in wrestling. I mean, you're you're right. Thank you. you. Are right. I think they're I lining them up for Mrs. Money. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mrs. Money, by the way, I know I've said it here before. She's uh, working with uh, Mr. Nice on the uh, fitness and nutrition it. game. Yeah, she's yeah. doing she's doing good. And I've uh, I've been eating some of those meals. The recipes he's been sending, it's good shit. All right. Look Even though that. it's not tuned into my macros. I don't know what the fuck that means. But, um, you know, it's good stuff. So she's killing it with uh, with the niece program. Anyway, let's move on to the women real quick. We got uh, our contenders. Uh, Deeb is the number one contender. She's vying for the title at uh, Double or Nothing. Nyla Rose, for some fucking reason, is still number two. She should be gone. Anna Jay's number three. Who the fuck has seen Anna Jay? So I don't know why she's there. Tony Storm is number four. She is involved in the cup. Um, you know, I'm thinking out loud here, folks. Tony Storm, I could see 
maybe going after that TBS championship after she's through the cup, if there's no other storyline. But I could see Tony Storm kind of going at uh, Jade Cargill and then maybe, you know, having a program anyway. And then number five, Red Velvet. I don't know why she's in the ranking. She really there's nothing going on with Red Velvet now besides this tournament. She stirs it up. I know she stirs it up, but she's not doing anything that makes me really care about (laughs) being in the rankings. She's not doing anything when she's stirring it up. What exactly do you do? What would you say you do here? Thank you. (laughs) I've also, I'll say this. Yeah. (laughs) I celebrate his entire catalog. Um. It's funny. I think who is that? Uh, John Mc- John C. McGinley, not John C. Riley. John McGinley. Yeah. Yes. So I've I don't know why I I really enjoyed the show Scrubs. I think I was up late one night and Scrubs was on a channel. And I was like, I should go back and watch this. A lot of that show could not be on TV these days. I feel like holy fuckaroni. Really? It's on Amazon. If you're a Prime member, you can go back and watch it. There are a lot of uh, a lot of things. I'm like, wow, this would not pass the test today. I mean, not like things that are just completely terrible, but certainly things that would not pass. uh, Like how certain episodes of The Office, you're like, whoa, no, they would not make that today kind of thing. Yeah, I was watching an episode the other day on Prime, and I'm pretty sure there was a thing they did where he was talking about uh, the blonde doctor and saying how I wish she was a she she'd only be better if she was a combination of herself and Turk. And I think I have the DVDs, but I'm pretty sure that they put her in blackface. Yep. um, Like in a dream sequence. And then he sort of wakes up and it's her again. But that gets completely cut out of the streaming service. And it's like. You certainly can't do that today, but there's a lot of even like there's a lot of uh, homosexual jokes. I'm sure. Yeah. There's and things like, that, you know, well, they're the Todd. Yeah, but not even that. Like there are things where like uh, they're talking to somebody and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm gay. And they get really like, oh, like not like weirded Ooh, out, but like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, clearly like this would not be good today. Like this would not live up to the standards. But you know what? What do I care? Fuck the PC police. Right. Um. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the tag team champions, uh, the tag team uh, division. FTR is number one. Uh, Hobbs and Starks are number two. The Ass Boys are number three. Silver and Reynolds are four. And Keith Lee and Swerve are five. I will tell you people this. I do not understand anything going on with the rankings in the tag division. The other ones, like the men's division right now, sort of makes sense to me. The women's division, I don't understand why two of them are still in the rankings because we haven't seen them in who knows how long on television but the tag team division right now when in the past i feel like the power rankings or rankings made sense in the tag division i mean fdr ftr is not even in an aew title position right like they're not even going after those titles at the moment hobbs and starks are okay i'll allow it because they're number two and then all of a sudden we'll talk about swerve and keith lee like somehow they're in the picture like and again we'll talk about it but it just nothing in the tag rankings makes sense to me. And again, we've talked about the rankings week over week, and it's sort of like a heat chart. I get it. But the tag division to me is completely out of fucking whack in these rankings. Yeah, the gun club being number three is like. like yeah, they should be one. Exactly. Oh. They should be champions at this point. 
even Silver and Reynolds. I'm like, I don't know the last time I've seen them wrestle together as a tag team yeah. on television. Maybe they wrestled on Dark or Elevation or something like that. I haven't had the chance to watch that in a while. But anywho, there's the rankings rundown for tonight. We're not wrapping them. We're just running them down. Guys, that brings us to the main event. Dynamite! It's Wild Card Wednesday edition of Dynamite! <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Thank you. We love that for you. So <laughs> We love it. We, we love it see for it you. Again. <laughs> um, so... Let's get right into Dynamite. Let's run through this. Uh, we start out with one of the wild cards tonight. By the way, guys, just so you know, a little behind the scenes, breaking down the fourth wall for you guys. I was running around my house during the show tonight looking for, I thought I had a pack of cards with Jokers in it because I was going to be like, the Joker. <laughs> oh. I don't have it. I, I couldn't find a pack of cards with Jokers. That's what I tried to do for the video. There goes Kate. She's like, well, I'm out now that you couldn't find a fucking Joker. Um, anyway, uh, we lead off with the Owen Hart Foundation tournament match. Uh, it is the Samoa Joe versus Joker match. Schlong, we find out it's Johnny Elite. Guys, I don't have a pack of playing cards. Their cruise director, Mike triple whammy playing cards that i've never oh my god and we're don't open them you're gonna you're gonna take all the value away if you open them <laughs> um oh the joker is an anchor with skulls on it oh badass that's ba badass johnny elite was this today that's right johnny elite Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, uh, all the other names he goes by, um, was our male Joker. Uh, listen, I thought that was a, I thought that was a fun surprise. Now, I think a lot of people thought he was going to get the graphic. I'm pretty sure this is just a one shot surprise. Uh, I don't believe he is going to be doing anything extended in all uh, AEW. Who knows? Maybe he'll do a couple more matches, but I'm pretty sure this was it. Um, cutting to the end of this match, I don't think anybody thought Johnny Elite was going to win, but Samoa Joe does win with the Muscle Buster. And post-match, Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt and Lethal uh, run in with a steel pipe to beat down Joe. Uh, Satnam Singh also uh, gets in on this. And then uh, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express are able to uh, make the save. Um, so I'll say this, guys. Um, I was I was happy to see Johnny Elite. Um, I thought that was a nice surprise because beyond some of the other huge names that we were talking about, right? Um, you know, Gargano being available and and some Claudio. of the other names. Who's that? Claudio Cesaro. Claudio, that's it. Um, some of those big names being out there. Clearly, they can't come in in this position, right? Because they're not going to lose a debut or something like that. So. Of anybody you could bring in, I think this was the the best move. You bring in Johnny Elite, um, and he looked great. I mean, he had a really nice match here with Samoa Joe. I enjoyed this opener a lot. Um, so I thought it was a fun match. You know, I, I know we're still working towards this Jay Lethal 
Satnam Singh thing. I don't know if they know where they're going with this because we still don't really have any details on television or deal with Ring of Honor. So I think they're just trying to figure it out as they go here. But, um, you know, I thought this was a nice opener uh, and fun to open up with at least one of the surprises. We'll talk about our other Joker later. But um, Schlong, I'm going to go to you first tonight. Okay. So my biggest comment is that original cheer he got, I don't care what anyone tells me, was that people saw Johnny and they saw Elite, but they didn't really care about the Elite and they thought it was Johnny Gargano. So I feel kind of bad because I think even he probably realizes that. But who? But the match itself was excellent. He's a really good wrestler. He puts on great matches. I don't really need him here long term. I'm happy if he just does like short programs and every like one-offs in a bunch of companies. He could come back again for a one-off. I don't care. Maybe he has a TNT title shot at some point. Really wouldn't bother me if he doesn't, you know, stay. But I just had to laugh. I'm like, oh, they they thought that was Johnny Gargano, but. <laughs> He was actually a perfect person. It was someone everyone recognized. He put on a really good match. He could take the loss. No one cares. Um, it was a good use of a joker, I think, in, in this spot. I, I Like you said, Gargano or Claudio, to come in to lose to Joe right away would just be weird. Um, at least unannounced. Now, if you come in and you lose to Joe in your first match, but people knew you were coming, that's one thing. But, yeah, I enjoy Like I said, I enjoy He's got some crazy moves. His uh, one move, though... I always blank what he calls it. The thing he does off the top rope. It was like a 450. (laughs) Yeah, where he banged his knees first. (laughs) Yeah, like kind of whatever leapfrog from your knees is. It was like a hilarious botch, but the cover-up was even so athletic that I didn't even know what to do with that. But yeah, Yeah. it was like actually hysterical because he was off by like a foot. (laughs) Like not even close to Joe. But. luckily commentary was like yeah that's why he couldn't get the pin there it's like it actually kind of flowed well into the story but yeah it was bad um oh, real quick because now I, I think i said the wrong name who made the save it was uh was it uh trent and um was it rapongi vice who made the save it wasn't it was all three. no oh, yeah, it was all three of it was rapongi vice um chuck and trent sorry i didn't realize you you said Lugosaurus. I I did. I'm thinking ahead. Uh, I definitely said because um, Gordon put it here, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! I think I said the wrong people." Uh, so that's why. Yes, it was uh, Rapongi Vice and uh, and that crew. It was not uh, Jurassic Express. My apologies. Didn't mean you to mean get that wrong. Trent. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Trent. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Kate. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, all good. This was just reiterating what you guys are saying. Like, it was a a fun opener. If it was going to be like Claudio, I think he'd have to win the whole, he'd have to come in and win the whole tournament. Like, I I think that's the only way you can do that. And I actually wouldn't hate that with someone of like Claudio's caliber, um, especially in the, the Owen. But it had to be someone in both situations that you were comfortable with eating L. So, this is a good use of him, like something that's going to pop the crowd. You know, like it's on you as a fan to manage your expectations a little bit. Like I've said it multiple times now, like CM Punk's back in wrestling. There's not going to be anything that ever pops me more than that. Literally, unless like Bret Hart were to get back in a ring, which will never happen. So um, 
there there's never going to be anything that that surpasses that moment for me um but this was really solid i love joe like he just everything makes sense it was a fun way to start the show um and yeah he's someone that can comfortably eat an l i really don't need him in this company though like there's a whole other generation of guys that are doing really cool moves he's never been someone that was psychologically that strong he's never been like a huge mic guy um so i just don't need like someone that's gonna probably cost them money to be redundant with what they already have going on like it, it just doesn't intrigue me so uh no offense to him i just don't think there's necessarily a place in AEW for him right now but as a one-off or short program sure that, that works for me yeah i'm i'm with it i'm in agreement with you guys uh uh about Johnny uh, Elite. Like, I don't think he needs to be here long term. I think a lot of people thought because he came in and his name was Johnny Elite, like, oh, he's in. But um, yeah, I thought this was just a perfect use of a, a special guest coming in and somebody who, you know, isn't with the company just to kind of be a surprise, right? So it's not, you know, Miro returning because again, you know, Miro coming back. And I think we all thought, you know, nobody was going to beat Joe in this position, right? Um, would you rather of Miro had come back and beat Joe? I mean, if they were going to let Miro come back and beat Joe, I would have no problem with this. Like that would have would been you prefer a it. So I don't, to be honest, I don't think Joe's going to make it through the next round. And we'll talk about that as we get through because of what unfolded tonight. I think we're going to have some issues unfolding here, but you know, I think that had it been Miro and things kind of worked the way it would have worked, I think Miro probably would have run through the tournament. Like, I just think you bring him back to make a huge splash like that. The same way, like, I think you said, you know, you bring in a Gargano, you bring in a Claudio, they have to run the table, right? Because that's just what they're going to have to do in a tournament like this. But, you know, I think that what we got was perfect. I think we're still advancing the story with Sanjay Dot and Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh, wherever it's going to go. Right. Um, so I think that this did exactly what it wanted to do. And it was a, it was a, a good opener, right? Like, I think there were moments where it was like, holy fuck, is Johnny Elite actually going to pull this off? Yeah. Like, you know, there were a few moments like that. And then that muscle buster is just a sick fucking move. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, again, the, What's kind of nice about a tournament like this and when you're kind of fantasy booking like that is you certainly can think like, okay, Miro comes back. I'm happy with it. And he could probably run the table like and it would make sense, you know. Um, But yeah, with with who they brought in, it's like, yeah, Johnny Elite's not going to win this match, you know, just because it's not going to make sense, you know, but fun opener regardless. I thought it was a lot of fun. We move on and the Hardy boys are being interviewed backstage. but. Uh, the young bucks roll in uh, and have a confrontation. Um, they talk about the Hardys being uh, uh, banged up and, and basically tell them, you know, to uh, to back off a little bit, you know, maybe don't wrestle tonight. And then um, they get called whiny bitches or something like that. Um, and um, we're basically kind of setting up this sort of confrontation perhaps for later in the night. So we'll talk about it later. I don't know if we need to go in depth here. If anybody wants to say anything, the one thing that popped me is, uh, when, um, uh, Jeff Hardy said, get out of here with that Christian AF bullshit or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I like, like that a lot. What a great call, uh, call back to being the elite. He's such a joker sometimes. 
with the, the things oh that boy. he said. Oh boy. Oh boy. I thought that you joke know. was aces. Oh my god. What's on the aces? Is that a is that it's a kraken? Yeah, it's a kraken. I okay. I did um want to show you that this is the king. Is this Jericho oh, is. with <laughs> a million abs and the queen is sharks? two sharks? Just two just a shark in the little shark reflection. Are they scissoring? Are those sharks scissoring? Oh my god, everybody loves the claimed. They're Xerxes. <laughs> so guys, we move on to the next match after that segment. And it's uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Kansuke Takashida. And CM Punk is uh, the special guest uh, commentator. And I personally want to call out the fact that I think it is amazing that he is able to come out wearing an abortion rights or human rights t-shirt in Texas. And that certainly you would think had to be okayed by, you know, the, uh, some of the higher ups. I just think that's fucking awesome. I think it absolutely rules. And I also don't think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to ever try and tell CM Punk to do much of anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, that that's awesome still fucking awesome he's he did something like that before another time when they were in texas also in texas yeah yeah so it was pretty fucking awesome anyway we get into the match uh jesus uh i didn't think this match would be that hard hitting uh what a match hangman really made takashita look like a million bucks and takashita made hangman look like a million bucks as we kind of cut towards the end of this match it's back and forth a lot of hard hitting moves um finally uh page is able to hit the buckshot lariat however he then hits the go to sleep on takashita and then rolls him over for the cover staring cm punk down so hangman adam page does win by pinfall with the go to sleep post-match punk and page are staring down hangman holds the title up they go face to face Uh, the crowd chants for punk adam page storms off and we go to break Hate so, comment first, but hold on real quick. Sure. Because I'm going to, this is cracking me up. Good <laughs> yeah. on you, Asian Joe. Good happy on you, a- Asian Joe. Happy yes. AAPI Heritage Month to good old JR. Sincerely, Oriental Joe. <laughs> yes. And this is where I wanted to specifically bring that up uh, as we start to talk about this match. This is the part of the night that uh, Mrs. Money and I certainly caught the commentary that. Good old JR happened to drop that. Uh, I think he said something to the effect of Takashida uh, from, from the, the Orient. Orient. Oh, man. My goodness. JR, come on. He just signed a contract extension. He did. That's in the news and notes. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's old. I know, that fr- I know that phrase was used for a long time. But it also hasn't been used in a very long time. Like decade, we're now in decades of that not being used. Tell that to the Oriental Express. <laughs> like I don't think, like I think even when we were kids, it was only ever used in like the old stuff I was watching. Like I don't I remember it really being used. No, just are my I remember my grandparents saying it. I will say this: I don't remember anybody saying the Orient. But I remember the word Oriental. Yeah. Which I remember uh, from the Orient being a thing that my grandparents would say. But yeah. Atrocious. 
Anywho, beyond the faux pas from JR, to put it lightly, Kate, we'll go to you first because you're a uh, Kansuke Takashita mark. I am. Um, I'm becoming one. Yeah. Jesus, What'd you think of this? Two matches um, have been excellent. Uh, there were a few things I like. I'll start with the punk stuff because, of course, I loved punk saying that you take matches like this in between shots to stay sharp. I thought that was really, really good um, because we know real life stuff, right? Like, well, they're paying punk millions of dollars. Of course, they're going to have a one off with John Silver at some point. Like, but him saying like you do these things to stay sharp to keep your momentum going i thought was really really great um and i also liked him saying that he popularized the gts at the end of this he didn't say i invented it or it's my move because he knows kenta is better at it than him probably um yeah he he said something to the effect of like i love it some people take offense to like using a move that's not yours but what did he say like imitations yeah Yeah, that was so fun he's a lot of fun on commentary like i I know i'm a mark for him but he he does add a lot i think when you i know shocking um but he he sincerely i think it is great on commentary uh the match itself was just so hard hitting there was a really awesome blue thunder bomb in there um the hangman suplex was scary um but overall i i thought it was awesome i also liked punk calling it the punk shot lariat because that's such like a shitty stupid thing to do and you obviously knew that it was gonna end with his move being used so he was like well fuck you i'll own your move then i just love 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 what hangman is doing in this story it's like punk is kind of getting under his skin simply by existing and i love punk leaning into the anxiety of the anxious millennial cowboy like i feel like we're really really seeing that come out um and there was a point like when they were on the ramp after the match where punk kind of like side-eyed like i don't know what reactions i'm going to get because this has sincerely just been done like as a layered face versus a layered face feud and they they kind of did like the the mutual cheers thing but i just it's happened very very naturally and i think the gap between the Danielson story with Hangman and now has been not as character focused. Hangman is doing some really, really good storytelling over the past couple of weeks to get us to double or nothing. And I'm just so impressed with the layers that he's built out. Cause he's a, about as baby of a baby face as you get like, and, and now he's starting to get a little bit grittier. So I, I think this has just been a lot of fun. Obviously the other half of it is my favorite wrestler in the world. So I'll take it, but, um, really hard hitting match, really, really, really strong match. We got a lot of really good in ring tonight. Jesus. Like Phoenix and KOR yeah. was unbelievable later too, but I, I loved this match. A lot of fun. Schlong, anything you want to add to this? A couple things. First, did someone say gritty? Oh. <sighs> meaning grit, not meaning an orange fucking weirdo that you don't even like are we talking about mjf <laughs> yeah well at least oh, his man. hands jesus <laughs> now that's intentional there's no way that's not intentional at this point. jesus um you said most of the good stuff I, I actually was going to say it but 
You only replied in Facebook, Ant. Um, Relax. But Asian Joe kind of had a good comment, <laughs> and he kind of took what I was going to say, is that Takashita came away looking awesome from this. Yeah. The, the crowd was buying into the match. They knew that Hangman was going to win, but they still cared. He's actually been on a great run. His little mini run in AEW with the matches he's had, he's, he's made me want to go see him wrestle elsewhere, which is, I think, the whole point. Of bringing people in like this like he's looked so good his style is awesome i want to yes, see he? him versus jd drake so bad yes like so bad <laughs> um i want to see him versus a lot of guys his style just seems like it could smoke joe hell yeah because he sure. it's just it's so well um punk you were talking about laird face versus laird face and punk being on commentary was adding towards it because he wasn't hateful but he was adding like marks against hangman. This is where I, I am loving it. So it's not a criticism when you have clearly defined characters who you've allowed to be people like real people. This is what you can do because not every confrontation in life in sports and anything is going to be a bad guy versus a good guy. Sometimes it's going to be two good guys who just don't like each other for whatever reason. And because both Punk and Hangman have clearly defined characters because they've had arcs. So, well, Punk has had how many years to develop his, but Hangman in his time in AEW has had arcs that have helped you get to where he's at now. You can add an extra thing to him and be like, well, I still don't hate him. He just doesn't like Punk, and I get why he doesn't like Punk. Punk can be kind of a dick, but you're Punk, you're like, why is he being a dick to me? I didn't do anything to him. Like, let me... So it's, it's perfect. It's one of, you know, when a character's are really well defined you can do such such good storytelling and they're doing that here and of course you have it helps you have two amazing storytellers you know punk maybe the best overall storyteller i'm you know i don't know if he's the best at any one thing but i think overall he tells maybe the best story right now um it's actually him and cody believe it or not i think are the ties on that one but and then uh Hangman's very good. I mean, like Kate said it. I don't have to go and reiterate, but people don't give him enough credit for how good of a storyteller he can be. He sells things with his facial expressions, with his words and his matches. He's he's way better, well round, way more well rounded than people give him credit for. Well, for a while, it seemed like maybe this build to this match was going to fizzle out or something like that, right? Like, I think well, for a while, maybe it's not. And then there was kind of, yeah, like there was a lot happening. I mean, also, it almost seemed like it came out of nowhere, right? Um, like this feud almost came out of nowhere and there was going to be sort of like this, you know, what's the story going to be? But I think they've done a really great job of building to this. And now this is this is a can't miss match, right? I mean, we've seen these guys. Uh, go against other opponents, each on commentary. You can sort of, you know, you can believe the hate between them, right? Like there's clearly, you know, Punk seeming to live in Hangman's head rent free. And Punk is, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Paige is sort of working through that. And I think we're going to get a really nice match uh, at Double or Nothing. So we've got another week to build. We'll see what they do next week. But boy, Even what a match. Little things on commentary when like, Paige would be telling the story like looking at punk or whatever and he's like what are you doing like you can focus on me at double or nothing you should be focusing on your opponent like little things like that are like the perfect um this guy's under my skin from Paige and the like perfect condescension from punk a little bit like I just 
I love the story. And as much of a punk bark as I am, I think this has just been so good for Adam Page. Like, so good. Sorry. Yeah. It's been very good from from both of these guys. So interesting to see how they go home with it next week. Uh, But moving on tonight, after we get back from a commercial, there's a short video package. Fuego del Sol will be teaming up with the Dark Order, Evil Uno. And uh, number 10, Preston Vance uh, to take on uh, House of Black. I don't know if they actually said on Friday night or next week or something, but we are clearly going to get a match three on three. And then we go into our uh, tag team match, our next tag team match. Uh, It's Limitless Keith Lee and Shane Swerve Strickland versus the workhorsemen Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. Uh, cutting to the end of this match, Keith Lee and, uh, swerve, uh, win by pinfall with a double stomp, uh, spirit bomb combination on Anthony Henry. And then post-match Keith Lee gets on the mic, says that, uh, he's got great news since, uh, him and swerve won. They are now a top five ranked tag team. And that's when team Taz enters and Ricky Starks gets on the mic to say, that's enough talking. And that uh, Keith Lee and Swerve are two of the most selfish jabronis they've ever met, and they deserve a ta- and they deserve a tag team match, uh, title match, excuse me, way more than uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. And then Swerve mocks uh, Starks for dressing like a bar of soap with a pearl necklace, which was just fantastic. That really got me, and I didn't even realize he was wearing a pearl necklace until they showed the close up on uh, on Ricky. But that's when Jurassic Express enters with Christian Cage and Cage says that uh, um, team he's mocking Team Taz saying he gets it. Starks thinks he's ready for a real championship instead of that FTW belt he's carrying around. But Jurassic Express is the best and they're going to challenge both teams to a three way match for the tag titles at double or nothing. So we line up a three way match at double or nothing. But as a precursor, he says he'd like. Um, Jungle Boy to get his win back over Starks, and uh, he also wants the man who cost him the match to be involved. So next week on Dynamite, we're going to get Swerve uh, versus Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks in a three-way match, uh, which should be fantastic. I mean, I was excited enough for the announcement of the three-way title match at Double or Nothing, saying to Mrs. Money on the Couch, oh boy, the what they're going to be able to pull off should be a lot of fun. But now we're going to see just the three uh, lightweights in the ring next week. Yeah, sign me up for that. I will take it all day. Um, So, um, Kate, I'm going to throw it to you here. I know usually we kind of go back and forth, but you are you pine over uh, J.D. Drake. So (laughs) I do want to go to you first and see what you thought about this match. I just love J.D. Drake and I want to go bowling with him. she He's pines. Just, Ryan, I, I pine. Ryan, she pines. I'm I pines all for, for JD Drake. Uh they are they're a great tag team. Like Andy Henry is so good. Um and I felt like the, the match was awesome. I'm so excited for the post match. I I just have so much like love for Swerve. Like he's just so good at every facet of this. Yeah. And I would never have been like, I want him and Keith Lee. I wouldn't want Swerve or Keith Lee to be in a tag team 
individually at all like coming into my company and the two of them together is so great like i'm like those are two stars that you could have you know making other stars right away like i would never have thought to like let's put them in a tag team when they're such valuable and big deals on their own but like this has been an absolute blast and swerve is so great on the mic and i think helps Keith Lee a lot and elevates him in that way and their chemistry and how they offset each other. is just fantastic. So I'm extremely excited for that match. I think it's going to be fantastic. And like you said, the lightweights of that are going to be so much fun. Um, and the low key, the mic work between Starks and Swerve has been so much fun. Ricky Starks calling them Keenan and Kel last week. And then this week we get your part yeah. of soap with the pearl necklace, like just a good old fashioned fun wrestling promo. So I am so unbelievably bought in on, on all of this. Now Schlong, I'd like your thoughts because I'm pretty sure you're an Anthony Henry mark. Um, Can you not be the guy's amazing. <laughs> listen, I just know that you pine over Anthony Henry. So, good night, Rob. Yeah, Rob Humphrey's going to bed, so good night, Rob. Um, Goodbye. I. No, no, that's our out. No, no, our out is something much better. Um, I've decided that the, the workhorsemen are just a subgroup of the wingmen. So the wingmen are the, 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 the parent company, and the workhorsemen are just a subsidiary. Um, so that's first has to be established. I mean, they're amazing. The workhorsemen are awesome. JD Drake is highly underrated. Anthony Henry can have a banger match with anyone. I mean, I think of when they actually restart ROH for real, uh, and they put that pure division back in play. He's one of the first names that comes to mind, if not just the tag division with the, with JD Drake in ROH, that's going to need to be filled out. So there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, Obviously, Swerve and Keith Lee are just awesome. I just, it, the whole, everything was great. My favorite part was when Christian made the match of the lightweights. Jungle Boy looked at him like, what are you doing? What's this now? Right. I love it. I just love the, because, I mean, this isn't, I'm not, WWE will do this too, because it's when they're telling a good story. When you don't say anything and you just let the other guy's looks tell the story, is I love it. Jungle Boy did a really good job of Jungle Boy needs to work on his promos a bit, but his actual acting facials are very good. He, 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 his reaction was perfect. So I'm, I'm going to love that fall apart, but I'm also going to love the triple threat. I mean, my God, I actually don't even know who's going to win. That's the most amazing part. The match is going to be so awesome. I have absolutely no idea who comes out the winner. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting story that they're going to tell with this three-way tag team title match. And you're right, Ryan, it can go any way. And to your point too, about, um, about jungle boy, maybe not being so great on the mic. I actually made a comment again on the couch with Mrs. Money saying, you know, I really feel like they did a great thing by putting Christian with, uh, Luchasaurus and jungle boy, because he can be the mouthpiece. He is very good on the mic. Uh, and jungle boy clearly is not there yet. So they sort of do need that mouthpiece. Um, and Christian's good for it. Now they're eventually going to blow it up. I think we kind of see the writing on the wall, you know, the way that Christian kind of looks at jungle boy, not kind of living up to its full potential, right. Uh, for whatever Christian sees it as. So 
when that does blow up, it's going to be great. Uh, and maybe we'll get a match between Jungle Boy and Christian. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stories here, a lot of layers that they are, you know, going to start to, I think, peel off. Um, and it'll be fun to see. Oh, it's it's aces. This whole feud is aces. Aces, not aces and eights, just aces. Just aces for this one. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, from this, we move on to Chris Statlander and Red Velvet being interviewed backstage. And Velvet says their friendship has sailed. Uh, and uh, she hopes that Chris Statlander brings everything she's got on Friday in their match. And then Statlander fires back. But Jade uh, rolls up with uh, with the rest of the baddie crew and tells Statlander off before asking Tony Shiv- or telling Tony Shivani to cut the bullshit. And then they leave. Poor Shivani. He's just trying to do his job. Just always getting fucking talked down Called an to. asshole and told to shut up. Yeah, cut the bullshit, Tony. That's right. And after this, we move on to MJF making his entrance with Sean Spears. And MJF demands the music gets cut off, says he's unfortunately no longer in Long, in Long Island. And he starts to dry heave before he can get all of Houston, Texas out of his mouth. And he tells Wardlow if he lays a finger on him tonight that he doesn't get his title, his match at double or nothing, and he'll never sign a contract with AEW. And that's when he calls for the piggy to be brought to the ring. And we get Wardlow making his entrance from outside through the garage door, shirtless, handcuffed, all the way to the ring with security. And Wardlow basically, uh, Wardlow has his face spit in uh, before we start to get to the lashes. Um, which doesn't goad him into touching MJF, but he just stands facing the camera. MJF hits him once, no reaction. Second time, no reaction. Uh, Three, four, five, six, seven, still no reaction, and MJF is losing his mind, and that's when Sean Spears uh, holds him back and takes over the belt. He gives a couple more uh, shots, and that's when it actually starts to affect Wardlow. Maybe some mind games, if you ask me, getting in MJF's head. And then MJF wants the last one, and he takes a big windup, but kicks Wardlow right in the crotch from behind before hitting him with the belt again and again and again. They choke him with the belt. Uh, Spears uh, is pulling his hair. MJF hits him with the dynamite diamond ring, uh, and Spears hits a Death Valley driver. MJF counts the pin because they're talking that next week we knew this was coming, but next week we're going to get uh, Sean Spears and Wardlow in a cage match with MJF as the special guest referee. And Wardlow has to get through that to get to MJF at double or nothing. So guys, we've seen this before, right? We saw MJF do this with Cody and it was a totally different vibe. Uh, I, you know, I kind of said it on the couch. I said, he's going to stand there and he's not going to react. Right. And that's exactly what needed to happen. If we recall back to when Cody did this, you know, uh, Cody went down to his knees, you know, they were hard hits, you know, it was a totally different thing. Um, I like the way this played out and how MJF is getting, was getting more and more frustrated. And then when Wardlow shows one sign that Spears sort of affected him with a blow, MJF is like, no, 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 no. I get the last one. You know, he wants it back. So um, I thought that this played out the way it needed to. Clearly, MJF, uh, you know, doesn't want this match to happen. So they're trying everything at this point 
to get it to not happen, but we're going to get to that cage match next week. He made it through tonight. He did not touch MJF. Um, Shlong, let's get your take. What'd you think of this tonight? I mean, I want to know when the Brazzers thing comes up on the, the screen or something like that. Cause you have a handcuffed Wardlow taking a whipping, <laughs> but I, I liked it. Cause I liked how pissed off MJF got. I thought that was perfect. Um, and how they had to basically cheat in their strap somehow. Like, I don't know how you cheat for that, but they did. Um, I think it makes Wardlow look strong. I think it makes MJF look desperate, but in a good way, because it looks like he'll do, I mean, we always knew he'd do whatever it takes, but the fact that he literally will do whatever it takes to, to bring Wardlow down. Um, I like the whole thing. I, I, there's not a lot to say about it. Cause it's a pretty simple segment. Dude gets whipped. Dude laughs, more happens, dude goes down, end of segment. I do like commentary being like, and where is security now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, the only reason I would give it a 9 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10 is uh, he should have had, of anybody, he should have had some sort of friend who came to his, his aid or security should have been there, especially because there's always so many. Um, to Ryan's point, a, a shirtless Wardlow is not something that ladies are going to be upset at when uh, he's on your screen with no shirt. They're not going to be mad. But I I figured he was going to no-sell the lashes too. And because it's just too like grotesque of a thing to repeat the same way, right? There had to be something that was so different from what he did with Cody. And there was, and it was great. More of those facial expressions are incredible. Like he's, he's just grown so much as a, as an in-ring storyteller through this. Um, great to see. I loved MJF stepping on his neck and when they like tried to choke him with the, with the whip, um, like just the most like visceral type of stuff that you could do to make you feel actually uncomfortable, I think is so good. Um, so I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, this show had such variety in it. Like you had this segment and you had Phoenix and KOR and you had the awesome tag match. Like this was a really fun episode of dynamite and, spanned across so many different facets of wrestling. This was so different than a lot of what else was on the show. The Jericho segment, I really liked, like this was really a strong episode and this, this really stood out as a different type of segment in this episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, somebody asked it, Gordon post in the chat, just to bring this up, says, does Wardlow have to win next week to get his match against MJF? I don't know if they ever necessarily said that in the stipulations. I know he has to have the match. I don't know if he has to win, but I would assume if he's got to win, there's going to be something that happens. MJF is probably going to get knocked out by Spears in some sort of way. Right. And then somebody will come down and count the pin. Right. Like, cause MJF will not count for Wardlow. Whatsoever. No way. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, and we've seen it week over week, but tonight, my God, this crowd was in love with Wardlow. Yes. And you can just see that he is going to be a star. Uh, the crowd is fully behind him, and I think everybody wants to see him get his hands on MJF. But even if it's not MJF, I think the crowd just loves Wardlow. 
So um, it will be, you know, it will be fun to see how this all plays out leading into Double or Nothing and next week. So when we get back from commercial, we get a quick backstage promo from Rapongi Vice uh, and Trent. Uh, says that they're back together full time, and Rocky Romero says they want those Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship belts, and uh, then the IWGP and the AEW tag titles as well. They know FTR are fighting champs and jam up guys, so they want to know what they say to a title match for those Ring of Honor belts. Trent says that Brett would say yes, and then I we... loved that so much. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I love how they just keep talking about Brett to FTR. It's so fantastic. Um, But so I assume that at some point we're going to get that uh, tag title match for the Ring of Honor championships. Who knows if it'll be next week? I know there's a lot going on going into the pay-per-view. So who knows when we'll get that, but that should be a great match when it happens. And then we go to the match we've referenced a few times tonight. Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix in an Owen Hart Cup match. Um, And um, boy. What a fucking match this was. <laughs> Pardon my French, but Jesus, what a match. Um, and when you talk about a possible sort of clash of styles, right? Um, this is exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, this could have been a nightmare, but I think this match shows you and anybody who maybe doesn't really know much about Kyle O'Reilly or have been exposed to much of Kyle O'Reilly, which might be a surprise because a lot of this crowd seems to be into ring of honors history and stuff like that. So you would have seen Kyle O'Reilly, but man, this match really shows, shows you how maybe underrated underratedly good Kyle O'Reilly is. This match really had everything you could ask for high flying moves, hard hitting moves. I mean, O'Reilly's neck, uh, and chest, upper chest area were just red. Um, it was a crazy good match, in my opinion. O'Reilly wins by submission with a cross arm bar that he's able to get onto the quote unquote injured or recently, you know, um, uh, healed uh, elbow of Ray Phoenix. So it made sense the story they were telling, and commentary really helped continue the story of Phoenix having been out with this arm injury since January, just come back. O'Reilly's playing into that. Um, and some of the reversals that O'Reilly was able to pull off, like, you know, the, uh, springboard through the ropes that Phoenix, you know, tried to hit and get the cross arm bar and then reverse it, you know, to get the submission win, just really fantastic work by Kyle O'Reilly and by Ray Phoenix. They both made each other look like a million bucks. What a fun match. Um, Kate, let's go to you first. What do you think? Not only was this match aces, oh, but I would say that Kyle O'Reilly tonight was my sports entertainer of the night. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but that's like a pretty big a pretty big deal coming from from me to award someone sports entertainer of the night. Um. Mm-hmm. It, you made both the points that I was going to make, which was that if you were unfamiliar with Kyle O'Reilly, like this was like a little bit of an AEW coming out party for him. I think um, people really got to see what he could do. Everything he does just looks so damn violent. Like he, there was even just like a double drop kick in the um, against the barricade, like on the outside of the ring at one point. And I was mm-hmm. like, my 
God, like it was so violent looking, so creative, like the spots that you were talking about with the with the reversals today. And not to take anything away from Phoenix, I think we all just um it, I, I'm never underwhelmed by Phoenix being in the ring literally ever. I don't know what else I can say about the guy other than the fact that like he's just so unbelievable. Um but a very, very fun collision of styles, like you said, as well. Like, they were both in control of their styles the whole time. Phoenix is very acrobatic, but it's always sound and makes sense, which I think helps the middle ground between the two of them a lot in a situation like this. But um, with Kyle O'Reilly winning, that means we're going to get him and Samoa Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite ROH matches ever is Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. It's an absolute blast. It's on YouTube if you want to go back and watch it. Um, as you can imagine, seeing KOR style tonight and the way that Samoa Joe works like an absolute, absolute blast. But this made me really happy. I, I really, really like Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and to see him just be on such a different level tonight was fantastic. My match of the night, for sure. Like, I, I yeah. love this was a fantastic match. Uh, Schlong, what do you think of this? Trying to say something unique, but it's tough because you guys <laughs> covered it because it's such a good match. I mean, it just shows how good Kyle O'Reilly is and how much he is great when you play to his strengths, which isn't talking. It's just going out and wrestling. So it's great that AEW lets him just go do that for the most part. Um, and obviously Ray Phoenix is amazing and he could be a champion if he wanted to be. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I'm not going to add a lot of substance to what you guys just said. Cause it was amazing. You guys covered it all. How good the match was. This is a match that I would encourage anyone to go watch. And you really should, it should open some eyes on Kyle O'Reilly. Cause I think some people don't appreciate how good he is because one, he's always in a tag team and two, when he was on his own in NXT, yeah, that was not a good run. Right. But that had less to do with him and more to do with what they gave him. So this is just showing that when you play to his strengths, he's he's very, very good. Cool Kyle uh-huh. was a legend. I don't want to... Like, Cool Kyle was great. The ending run that he had there as a solo competitor was not good because of his opponent. But Cool Kyle, fantastic. Double cool Kyle was cool. Yeah, he was really cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll also say this, um, because it's it, it, for me, it's true. I don't always love wrestlers who incorporate like this um mma into their style like it doesn't always work sometimes it seems like so one-sidedly like you're just doing all mma shit with kyle o'reilly to me though it works a hundred percent he makes it seem seamless you know like he can go from wrestling and then all of a sudden he's countering with some sort of mma style move and it all works for his style it's just fantastic i've liked kyle o'reilly but i agree with kate what you said this was almost like his aew coming out party because this could have been like i said this clash of styles where it could have just been a goddamn nightmare but it was a classic in my opinion this was one of their their best tv matches and it's funny how many times now saying that it's funny now thinking back of how many times we've said this is easily a match of the year candidate. How many of those include Ray Phoenix? Oh, it's Just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's amazing. It's um 
And it's a testament to him because he is such a specific style that he can make, he can just go up against anyone. Like, I feel like guys that wrestle like him are not always the most versatile. Um, and he's wildly versatile, but it's, it, this was, this was so much fun to watch. Yeah. This is one, if you didn't see all of dynamite, um, and you need to know, like, what should I watch? This is one to watch. Like if you had to pick one out of the whole night, I mean, the whole night was a lot of fun, but that is certainly a match you should not miss. So definitely check it out. Who was your sports entertainer of the night? Ooh, you don't have the answer now. It can come up. Yeah, let's let me think. Let me let me uh, let it percolate. Let it marinate. Sure. You know, you can't just back to it. You can't force it. No, it's just got to be natural. Oh, yeah. Oh, who's director? (laughs) Mike. Um, So after this funny talking about cruise director, Mike, after this, we get our face off between uh, Chris Jericho and William Regal. So. The Dragon and William Regal make their entrance and Moxley then comes through the crowd with Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. And then the Jericho Appreciation Society make their entrance. And for those of you keeping track, yes, it's been 10 weeks and they keep updating it. (laughs) It's it's just one of my favorite things they've been doing that every week I listen. (laughs) I listen every week. I'm like, did they update the number? Like, did they do it? And yes, every week, like clockwork, nine weeks, 10 weeks. Fantastic. So Jericho's on the mic first. He and he's running down Regal uh, said that he thought he'd be dead now after all the abuse and wasted potential. Um, He could have been one of the greatest of all time, but he's been fired from every company he's worked for and weaseled himself into AEW on the coattails of his protégés. And what a collection they are. Santana and Ortiz are too stupid to realize that he gave them everything they had in AEW. Kingston's too stupid to go home and take care of his family and his girl. Uh, and if he needs any advice, just give have her give uh, Jericho a call. So another shot there. And then Danielson, probably the greatest wrestler in the world, but nothing more than a squeaky clean nerd who's never drank or done a drug in his life. And that... Um, you know, if you stick with the gang long enough, uh, Regal will leave you eating disco biscuits and going to rehab with Moxley. Uh, and then Regal says every single time he was on a show with Jericho, whenever he wasn't wrestling, he'd go to the locker room, unzip his bag ever so slightly, take out his med, you know, his medicine bag and his toothbrush and stick it up as his rear end. And they go back and forth a little bit, you know, and then Moxley challenges, a. Uh, Actually, Jericho, excuse me, says that they're going to challenge them to a match at Double or Nothing, a match that they invented and made famous. The stadium stick. And that's when Moxley interrupts and said, we're not doing that bullshit. We just want to fight. Um, you know, whatever it is, um, we're going to call it whatever you want at Double or Nothing. We're going to have a 10-man uh, match. Anything goes. And Jericho says he'll, he'll accept that, uh, but they're a well-oiled machine. There's a lot of issues with the Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Kingston, Santana and Ortiz. He recalls the time when Santana uh, was in the ring with Moxley gouging each other's eyes out. The good eye for an eye match. Um, Then they bring up Danielson's comments and his feud with Eddie Kingston. Uh, And then Eddie says he wants to fight now. Jericho walks off, but Brian gets in the way to keep Eddie from from following after and they start to get into a shoving match and things break down. So guys, maybe some trouble in paradise 
with this Blackpool Combat Club uh, and uh, Kingston Santana and Ortiz faction that's been put together. Um, so I'll say this, guys. Uh, I know sometimes we talk about these segments being long and drawn out. And it started to feel long for me until they sort of got to the end and said, let's just fight. Let's do it. You know, and they did this whole thing. But I think it made sense because they we knew they had to come to a head at some point. I think we all thought it was going to be a double or nothing. I thought they were going to maybe do a blood and gut somewhere, but I guess that's not going to be the case. They can't do it at the pay-per-view because they need two rings, right? So they can't set up two rings uh, for the pay-per-view. Um, so we'll see what happens with the match, but I actually thought that this segment made a lot of sense and they started to remind you, cause to be honest, I forgot about all the issues between the guys in the ring. I, I totally forgot about the eye for an eye stuff, but makes a ton of sense. And I absolutely forgot about the comments that, uh, Danielson and Kingston made back and forth to each other. So to have that come up and then them get into a shoving match, actually, I thought worked really well to recall the past and maybe show you that these guys can't compete together, you know, as a, as a unit. So I actually like this segment. I think it kind of cut off at the perfect time. And I think when Jericho walked off commentary did a great job. I think it was actually Jr. who said Jericho is going to pick his moments when they're advantageous to Jericho. And that's a perfect, you know, call out for that character. So um, I actually like this tonight. Not sure if you guys thought anything different. Shlong, let's go to you first. What did you think of this uh, face-to-face? I enjoyed it. I mean, it was entertaining in the right type of way. Funny. One of one should be funny. Serious one should be serious. Um, I like the little tease at the end where not everyone's on board with this, the same plan. I think that works if they want to do anything. You also don't have to do anything with it. So, like, it's that nice kind of tease where you didn't go too far. Um... I do like him shutting down the stadium stampede thing, then going on to basically describe the stadium stampede. So it was kind of funny to me. Um, <laughs> right. But I mean, I love it. it. The William Regal's response to what he did, what, what he did with the toothbrush is so gross, but funny. Cause it's like, it's, like it's a wrestling thing. Proper, super serious British man. Killed me. Sorry to be dinner up, but I was no, just, you're... Dying. <laughs> You're right, especially because they tied it back to an old WWE angle of pissing the cup. Like I, like I love that. Like there's continuity between companies that don't even talk to each other. Um, and the look on you know uh, Daniel Garcia's face when he found out it happened to his toothbrush. Uh, I, I mean, I love the whole thing. This, this, just just went over really well. I mean, because wrestling can be everything. It can be great wrestling, and it can be just a fun segment. I think this was just a fun segment. I actually didn't feel like this went on too long. I really, really liked this. I needed this version of Jericho back so bad. Like him talking about Mox's drinking made me think of when he did it. Of course, with Punk being straight edge and talking about. Um, you know, he used to bring up some pretty real shit back in the day, and it felt very much like a throwback to uh, old, vicious, blurring kayfabe in real life Jericho. And I, I think that was really, really refreshing to get today. Um, definitely seems like something he would run by every single person that he called out. I loved that when he got to Danielson, the only thing that he could do was call him a nerd because there's just not really any knock that you can have on Brian Danielson. Um, 
loved it uh, from that perspective, loved what Regal said. And I loved Eddie Kingston being the one to be like, get in the ring with me right now. Like, I don't want to talk about this. Let's fight. Like, that feels like Eddie. I loved when um, the comments were brought up. Uh, he turned to Danielson and was like, yeah, you are a judgmental jerk. And Danielson just kind of went, mm. like, I like that it affirmed their characters. And to me, that was also like, yeah, I don't like you, but we got a job to do. Um, we get can they coexist shit at the other place constantly. Here it makes sense because it's organic. It wasn't like thrown together. Can these people coexist? Like they have long documented history of problems. So the the idea of can they coexist makes a lot of sense. Them blowing off the stadium stampede makes me think that this is going to be a blood and guts match somehow at some point. Like to throw out one thing like that, the sports entertainment idea like that, and have it immediately dismissed makes me think that we're going to get um, something ultra-violent, something very combat clubby. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hopeful for that. I don't know how they pull it off, but that's not my problem. I just hope that they do. Yeah, and it's been um, it's been said. Uh, TK has gone on the record and said, you know, Stadium Stampede, and they kind of said it in the promo tonight. Like Moxley called it out, um, sort of pretty much exactly how TK put it was that was a thing of the past. You know, for the time that we were in, we're beyond that now. So they've, you know, TK has gone on record and said, you know, we're we're kind of putting that one to rest. Maybe at some point, in some way, we can bring it back. But they're kind of moved on from that. But he did say that he hoped uh, TK, that is, said that he he did hope to have another blood and guts sometime somewhere. Again, I thought, oh, this would be perfect for the pay per view. But then thinking about the blood and guts, it's two rings. There's two there's rings. just no way they could pull that off. Like they're not going to have two rings set up all night you know, just to pull off the blood and guts. Um, and they're not going to. That's the only thing I could think of was like, is there a way to do it as a pre-show? And then they somehow scrap a second ring. But I don't know. I mean, that would just, uh, when you think logistically too, right? Like about um, setting up two rings, you have to take more space, right? So yeah, how are so, you going to take yeah. away seats, you know, to a pay-per-view, right? The only other thing I was thinking about is, Okay, well, you set up two rings somewhere else, but then how are you not going to put it on in front of a crowd, right? Like, just have it on it on a screen somewhere. I'm trying to know. think because they did it in NXT and they, but I guess I don't know. I don't know. They did it in WCW. Well, they did it in WCW, but what was that World War Three, right? Where they did the three ring battle royal too. Well, they did War Games too. Uh, yes, I know oh. they did the war games, but I think when they did it, they just had them set up all night, oh, right? Man. Like it was just there all night. Oh, yeah, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it just, for the pay per view, it won't work. I think we will get it eventually on TV. It seems like something they like having on TV as a, you know, a hook to get people to kind of watch. Um, and I don't mind that. Right, they can do it at a at a rampage. Not a rampage. I'm sorry, at a a dynamite somewhere, and sell tickets. Um, you know, I know the last one they did. It was sort of weird. It was like pre-taped, and they just showed it on the monitors at the venue. But that was also again during lockdown in a pandemic. Right. Right. So, um, I think we're gonna get the blood and guts. It's a matter of when and where and how they pull it off, and they'll pull it off. I just don't think it's happening at the pay per view. I think the pay per view will not end this feud. Um, 
I think it's just going to sort of extend this feud somehow. You know, we'll figure out how it's going to happen. So some not great breaking-ish news that I'm still waiting to hear confirmation on. Um, Brian Danielson looks like he had a very weird freak accident where his leg got caught between the ring and the ramp. And he, it looks like he hurt his leg. I'm still waiting to hear from like a very reliable source about it. Um, But it looks, it almost looks like, remember when, was it Dax? When he caught his arm like between the turnbuckle and the rope or whatever. This looks like the weird leg equivalent of that. Um, This actually happened to the bunny, I think, at one point in her career. This is so weird. It it looks like his leg is caught in an elevator and it's like between the ring and the ramp. I don't even know how that happens. Um, Yeah, I'm seeing it come across from wrestling news. Um, Okay, yeah. Uh, it, it was so spoiler alert to anybody who doesn't want to hear this. It does talk about rampage cause they were taping it tonight. Um, uh, so it, this kind of leads into what happened next in the show. So after this segment, Seidel and Dante Martin were backstage cutting a promo challenging, you know, it didn't seem like they challenged anybody in particular from the last segment, uh, to a tag team match. And we find out through this breaking news that, uh, Danielson and Moxley uh, agreed to have that match. So they taped it tonight and Kate is correct. It looks like uh, Danielson's leg from what's being shown. And there are some videos coming up on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, Danielson's leg got caught between the ring and the ramp during the tapings. He was stuck for 10 minutes and was limping and falling over. They're not sure of severity of the issue right now, but um Apparently it was in, in a closing melee segment um, that his leg got caught between the end of the ramp and the ring. It took apparently a bunch of dudes. That's what I'm reading on Twitter a long time to get him out. He was hobbling to the back. So um, we'll see. Stay tuned to the news. Um, I'm assuming that maybe they won this match. And then post-match there was a, there was a brawl uh, with the Jericho appreciation society. I don't have all the details, but um, who knows? Let's just hope maybe like his leg fell asleep. <laughs> and he was getting the feeling back. You yeah, can only not. hope. Fucking I'm not a doctor. Yard. I can only go based off my own injuries, but that's one where I could see you not having any real injury or having a bad one because sure. I've had, you know, you get stuff stuck or lodged in a weird place and it hurts and you're going to limp or you're going to walk away, but you didn't actually do anything to it. It was just severe compression, but obviously twist the wrong way you could do something hopefully i'm more leaning towards he's probably okay but that does you know i have no reason to, to say that just more off of i wouldn't tell the video i just saw jesus Yikes. well i saw the video too but i could just see that being very painful less about like again who knows it, it sucks well i, I can tell you happens. i can tell you one thing they will certainly be evaluating that uh setup and I like that kind of setup too. It's sort of like a throwback, right? Where the ramp leads directly into the ring. And sometimes, you know, it does lead to some cool moves where you can go from in ring to the ramp, you know, right away. Um, but yeah, there is that potential, you know, for something to happen and for you to kind of slip between if you're not paying attention. I'm not saying Danielson wasn't paying attention 
but there probably was a larger gap than was anticipated. So we'll follow the news. We'll talk about it. Um, you know, if anything else comes through, but moving on with dynamite, uh, after the Seidel and Dante Martin segment, Kate, we get another Joker match. It's Britt Baker versus the Joker. Oh, uh, in the Owen Hart cup match. Like these are even her colors. And we find out that the Joker is Maki Ito. I mean, same deal where it's someone like Johnny that like, I know you don't love it, but like she pops the crowd for sure. And she's someone that can eat a loss and go away. Um, It makes sense. I just wish it had been, if you were going to go that route, I wish it had been Deanna. Like people have been wanting Brit versus Deanna for a really, really long time. They've been wanting it. The reason it didn't happen was because they were both champions at the same time and they couldn't come together on creative. Well, now neither of them are. So why aren't you giving it to us? Especially when she just dropped your ROH title to Mercedes. Like you could very easily have worked that in. So that was kind of a bummer. That being said. um, Well, real quick, Kate, let me just let me jump to the result and then we can break it down. So uh, Britt Baker, to no surprise, wins by submission with the lockjaw on Maki Ito post-match Tony Storm comes down to stare down Britt Baker because Tony Storm will be facing Britt Baker in the next round of this tournament. Uh, and a couple things I just at least want to call out before we break it down, Kate, because I totally did not remember, but Maki Ito and Britt Baker were tag team uh, tag mates at one point in time. Um, so they were on the same team and that sort of led to the start of this match where, it looked like there was an agreement where Maki Ito would just lay down and take the pin, but that did not happen. She, you know, rolled uh, Britt up, Britt kicked out, and then we were sort of off to the races here. So, Kate, I'll let you go from there. I just wanted to make sure we got some of the results, you know, the details out of the way, but go go ahead. You can jump in. Yeah, I the match that they put together was fun, and it was funny because there were points in it where Britt was like smirking, which I thought was really fun. Normally she's healing so hard, but she was just like kind of laughing as Maki came to the ring, which was fun. Um, I liked when she went to go do uh, what the Kokesh or whatever it is. She, the Kokeshi. Um, yeah. yeah. And then she put the brakes on because Britt moved. <laughs> and she redid it. I thought that was very, very fun toward the end of the match. Um, she out of, a lot of the Joji women, I think, is the one that connects with an American audience the most because she is, like, kind of hysterical in the in the ring. Like, with the way she goes about how she tells stories and her behavior. At one point, she was stepping on Brit's foot and, like, just wouldn't let up for a really long time. That was kind of fun. Um, but I just feel like you're bringing in... Johnny Elite, you could bring in Taya, you could bring in uh, Chelsea Green, because Chelsea and Britt have an extensive history. Um, this was not necessarily, like, my favorite pick, but it makes sense from a wrestling perspective of this is someone who's going to pop the crowd and also eat a loss, just like Johnny Elite did, right? So, match was decent enough. I was hoping it would have been someone that had felt a little bit more valuable and momentous, but at the same time, it's like if you bring in Taya or Nixon Newell or somebody like that, people are going to expect that they're signed. So if you're not looking to sign anyone out of the spot, you should probably not bring them in here. Just like same on the men. 
Same reason you're not going to put Claudio or Gargano in that spot. So makes sense. Not my favorite, but um, I, I definitely didn't hate it. And the match was decent enough. So Ryan, before we jump to you, I at least want to get a couple things uh, out from my brain. One, Kate, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Like, if you're going to bring somebody in, this is probably the safe bet, right? Because you know they're not going to win. This was the only spot in a Joker situation where I thought you can bring in an Athena or a Mia Yim, and they would be able to beat Brit. Brit would still be able to be Brit, and I don't think she would be hurt losing this match because it would be Brit being Brit by basically saying like. I wasn't expecting it to be this person. I'm better than them, you know, and we'll, we'll see that, you know, I'll, I'll get them, you know, when the time is right. And then I think you could have those people move on in the tournament and either win or, um, you know, just move on to the final or something like that. And then they're, you know, they're signed. Right. The other thing is I saw Gordon post put it here. I wish it was Tay Valkyrie. That was, that was also running through my mind a because of Johnny elite, but also B where seeing that it was Johnny Elite and he's not going to be signed, like, okay, who are you going to bring in for that one shot? I didn't think Chelsea. I'm not a huge Chelsea fan, but that would have made sense as well. But I thought, like, oh, could be Tay. You know, could be Tay of Valkyrie. Maki Ito, to me, just so you guys know, is the reason I think I hate a lot of Japanese women's wrestling. The gimmicky bullshit, the... You know, crying at the beginning of the match, the stomping on the foot. I hate that shit. I do not like it. I don't even like it when the guys do it. I, I don't like that sort of comedy bullshit wrestling type stuff. And it just doesn't excite me. And again, seeing Maki Ito straight off the bat, I was like, there's, you know, there's no no guess here as to who's going to win. Right. Like it's yeah. it's evident that there's not going to be any surprise. I just it doesn't do anything for me. I was really let down by this Joker pick where I really actually liked the men's Joker pick. I get why they did it. It's just, this was not for me. This was totally not for me. So the only thing that I'll add is that Mia Yim is signed to impact for a six month. Um, and I think if you're bringing in Athena, it's to dethrone Jade. Like that's, that's where my gut is based on that. So just additional context of, of where those might've been, but I understand what you're saying here and that Brit could have lost and it could have been somebody that they signed out of that spot. Like that makes, that makes total sense to me. Uh, I thought here more than in the men's spot, you had the potential to have somebody come in, have the announcement, right. Bolster this division. And then, you know, go either all the way, because when you look at the rest of the field, right, like some, a lot of that field doesn't need to win it. I mean, now Chris Statlander, could win sure. it or Tony might. Chris. like Tony Tony too but I think you know Tony doesn't necessarily need to win it she's still really over but she could um so yeah it's just I thought this was the spot potentially where they could have done something like that again Maki Ito is not for me I don't um that that whole style is just lost on me I don't like it so this wasn't for me I get why people would like it she she's over with the crowd she's a Japanese wrestling darling and former pop star and the story's interesting, but just not for me. Shlong, what'd you think of this? Uh, did you like Maki Ito or, um, you know, do you wish it was somebody else? No, you're wrong. So it's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I never thought it would be Deanna, and Kate and I have been going back and forth on this one. Uh, I just think if you're going to bring in Deanna, you're going to hype that match up because she does have a fi- fan following, so you're going to want to, you know, I'm not necessarily saying pay-per-view, probably do it on a dynamite, but you're going to want to advertise. You're going to want to see if it brings in extra viewers. You're going to try to do something. I think using her as a Joker match that she's going to lose, just I think it'd be a waste of that of that match. I just don't think it'd be the best use for it. So you're going to bring in someone you know you like you said, you're not going to need to sign long-term. And I think Maki, because anyone was going to lose. I mean, they're going against Brit. If it was going against someone else, maybe, but you're going against Brit, they're going to lose. Maki's perfect. She's been there. She has history. She had a mat- tag match with Brit, so there was a story there. It, and fans love her. So it was, it, to me, it was like the perfect person you could bring in. He gave you a nice, fun little cheer one-off, and then she leaves, and, and no one's upset. So I was all for it. Listen, I get it, you know, and that's totally fine. This, like I said, this is lost on me because I just don't enjoy this style of wrestling, you know, so it is what it is. I think they could go either way. Like I said, now kind of because this was the the last, you know, this was the women's match we got tonight. Like we have a better picture of sort of the field. You know, I can't see I don't see Brit winning the whole thing, although you know, Gordon makes a point and we'll talk about it after we get to the last man's match of the night. Um, you know, I just don't see Brit winning the whole thing unless it goes, you know, a certain way for the men's division, right. Uh, or the men's title. And then there's maybe a story there. Um, so we'll see how they kind of work this through Friday night. We're going to get, um, red velvet and Chris Tatlander, and we should have a better picture of what the women's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, brackets going to look like. Moving on from this, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. He's hyping up Double or Nothing, and that will be AEW's three-year anniversary. And that's when Serena Deeb interrupts and yells at Tony for picking Thunder Rosa to beat her. And she basically says he's an idiot. She calls out Dustin Rhodes, and he confronts Deeb. She calls him a failure, saying of all people, he should know what she... He should understand what she went through in the business. She went through hell to satisfy old perverts by getting breast implants, shaving her head to show how much... You know, she it means to her and she still gets no respect. And uh, she asked why no respect. That's right. Hey, <laughs> take my wife, please. No respect. <laughs> um, And then she asked him why he picked uh, Thunder Rosa. He doesn't answer. And she says that he doesn't have the balls to tell her to her face. Why he'd pick Rosa over her. And that after she wins, he will respect her and slaps him across the face. That's when Thunder Rosa comes to the ring. Dustin tries to hold her back, but um, uh, there is an inadvertent elbow that gets Dustin. She tends to him. That's when Deeb picks up the title and hits uh, Thunder Rosa across the face. And we go to a break. Now, I get what they're trying to do here, right? I understand in theory what's going on. My problem with this whole thing is really just been the execution. It just seems. I don't know, man. Deeb, I guess, is not really great on the mic. Like what she's saying all makes sense. Right. But what really made me laugh is she was she she called Dustin Rhodes a failure and she failed at saying the word failure. (laughs) she flubbed failure um so it was funny to me but like i just i don't know man like this match on paper is like you know 
a match we've all been waiting to see, but the execution and the build to this has just seemed so lackluster. I can't tell if it's because of the slots they're putting the build in or if it's really just Thunder Rosa sometimes on the mic isn't the greatest. Her her mind, I think, goes faster than the words can come out of her mouth. Deeb, it seems like, too, tonight, maybe either was nerves or her brain was moving too quickly to get the words out. I just... Man, it just it's such a shame to me. Like this just isn't gripping me, I feel like the way it should. I don't know how you guys feel. Kate, I'll I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Do you feel the same way or, you know, maybe I'm I'm just viewing it differently. Yes and no. Um it's really frustrating that we got a Thunder Rosa title reign and it has felt so like lackluster so far. Um Part of it is definitely the time slots. Part of it, I don't like when it's like, and now here's the women's part of the show. Like, spread it out a little bit. Like, it just makes it feel like we have to cram the women into these 20 minutes or whatever. Um, like you said, the the storytelling was good. The delivery was not. Like, she's she's talking from a sincere place, and she's saying a lot of things, like you said, that make sense. Um her calling Dustin a failure didn't make sense for a lot of reasons, especially because everybody is like always very thankful for the work he does in the women's division. But I'm also like, what the fuck is Dustin Rhodes doing in this feud? Like it should be between like, why aren't we just getting a, a face off between Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb in the ring? Like mm-hmm. um, this just hasn't felt personal enough. And considering there's a history there from, the NWA title, like just play into that. Like it, it feels like they're just tr- trying to do way. Either, they're either doing too little on the booking side and the giving a shit side, or they're doing too much on this part of it where it's like, just keep it simple, professional wrestling. Like, um, and, and yeah, I think the, the time slot certainly doesn't help. Now when the match happens, I think it'll be fucking awesome, but it is, um frustrating that they can't seem to make it click but i liked what serena said i just wish like you had said that it had gotten delivered in a less shaky way um and also like why isn't my champion speaking or retorting like that makes no sense Sandra rosa should be pissed about that she didn't really like respond in any way um so i like what was said and where it's going it just hasn't like clicked in the right way i guess and it's like, I think we all know the history, right? Because we've been in it, right? So we know, you know, Thunder Rosa was the NWA title holder. Deeb took that off her. You know, she had said, I want that belt back from Deeb and I want the women's champ. You know, like we we kind of know that history. But from a from a perspective of somebody, I think, who's like net new, right? And doesn't know that history. Like this has just been a, you know, a really poor build. Um, yeah. And why wouldn't you say like, I took that title off of you. I'm coming to take this title off of you. Boom. That's it. It's it's frustrating because they're two queens of wrestling. You know what I mean? Ooh, and sharks. it's not coming across that way. No. Shlong, what do you think? So we were talking earlier about, uh, I mean, I agree with Kate's assessment of like, she likes what they're, what was said. She likes what they're trying to do, just the delivery was off. And I completely agree with that. We were talking earlier about punk versus hangman. And I brought up characters and how, when you have clearly defined characters, it allows for any kind of feud. 
what they're basically trying to do here is make up for not clearly defining characters in the women's division for so long. So they're having Deep come out with Dustin and air all her grievances, which are great. Like, I love the substance of what she said. She needs to work on delivery, but the substance was great. And there's a lot of truth there on why she is how she is now. Um, but this should have been done over weeks and months so that when she comes to a feud with Thunder Rosa, you already know who she is. You're not worried I about it. I feel like the feud with Sheeta was actually really good in establishing who she was. Like, I felt like that was some of the best storytelling they've done with the women in a long time. And like, and that she actually know. got to win that feud. Yeah, and she was like nasty in it a lot. Yeah. And um, it, it gave you that she was nasty and that she was a great wrestler, but did it give you why she suddenly went nasty? Because she wasn't when she started. Did it give you and like this was like why all the like a few months? Like I, I don't know. I think that's why I'm disappointed. That's my point. They should have been doing this before the Rosa feud. Like this should have been peppered in throughout of like why did she tell oh, me okay, actually explained it? They if they had explained all this throughout her time mixing in with that amazing sheet of feud, which I really enjoyed. Then now with her feud with Rosa, the feud is that she feels like she paved the way. And now Rosa is not grateful. Rosa, who is this like, I did everything I could to get here. feels like, who the hell are you? I have worked my ass off. You're, you're not giving me credit, but they've let neither one. Rosa kind of has told that story over her time, but has done as much of that on her own as AEW has done it for her. Um, they should have been telling the story for both of them well before their feud ever started. Because if you knew who their characters were, then you, I think you'd have a lot better feud with a lot more personal stakes to it. I think they're trying to play catch up for not giving the women the time they, they deserved over the last couple months, years. Much like AEW, I just dropped my aces. I was wondering what happened. Yeah, I, was, I looked down for a second. I looked up. I was like, where the fuck did Kate go? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm <clears throat> I'm with Kate and I think Ryan's on the same page as far as I think when the match happens, it's going to be good. That's the hope, right? These guys have worked with each other. Or these ladies, excuse me, have worked with each other. We know what they can bring to the ring. So um, I have all the faith in the match. It's just this this build has seemed lackluster. Um, so let's get to our main event of the evening. And I feel like tonight the men fell victim to a short time in the main event slot, Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy in the final Owen Hart uh, tournament match of the night. And um, I think that the reason that to me personally, that Adam Cole attacked Jeff Hardy on the way out was because of time, right? They needed to get right into this match. Um, So they get into it. Cole attacks Hardy getting into the ring. As we cut to the end, uh, we miss a Swanton bomb. Cole charges in to hit the boom and gets the pinfall for the win. So Adam Cole moves on to the next round and post-match Hardy gets in. uh, I'm sorry. Matt Hardy gets in uh, Cole's face. That's when the young bucks appear. They look like they're going to super kick. They don't Cole attacks. And now the brawl is on sting and Darby Allen uh, come to make the save. That's when red dragon appears. When the elites start to get the best of the of the faces here, they're able to clear everybody out. Sting uh, finally gets put down. One of my favorite parts is Kyle O'Reilly hits Sting in the back with the chair. Sting, of course, no-sells it, which is just always fun. And eventually Sting gets taken out. They put the chair around his leg to pilmanize him. 
and I believe they do. It kind of got messy at the end because time was running out. They actually overran 10 o'clock. And as the brawl is kind of continuing after they pulmonize him and it looks like we're going to get a little bit more commentary says we're out of time and they cut it. So I don't know what happened after it went off the air. I'm sure that there will be there's stuff online, but um, it looks like uh, the men were just victims of the short time in the main event slot tonight. And uh, they ran over 10 o'clock. <clears throat> so uh, Schlong, let's get your take on this match first, just because we've been, I went to Kate first last time. Schlong, what do you think? Match was great um, for what it was. I mean, it was quick. The pacing of the show was, was weird. They, kind of like got you to the last to the main event with almost no time but for the short time it was given i really enjoyed the match i enjoyed the story they were telling i love that cole went over i think this tournament is made for him um he doesn't have a title so give him the tournament i love the post-match storytelling because the the hardys have been trying to get that version of the bucks back and they've got i mean not that it was gone for that long but it was gone for a couple weeks so now they brought him back and I, I love that the the first people to truly put Sting down were the undisputed elite. Like that is something he has been almost un, unconquerable this entire time, and the first people to put him down are them. And I really love that. So I, I actually really enjoyed the post match beatdown, which I'm not always the biggest fan of the beatdowns, but this made so much sense. It made sense why Darby would go to save him because he's got issues with those guys. Plus he's you know Hardys. He loves the Hardys. After last week, like Darby is the kind of guy who's like, yeah, you go do that crazy shit with me. You're my best bud. Um, so I'm, I, I really enjoy it. I'm very curious to see where they go with the Darby storyline because there's a lot of places they could go because you know the Hardys are going to the box. So where's Darby go next? I, I'm, I really enjoyed it. Kate, anything to add here? I wonder if Kyle O'Reilly takes the whole tournament. So this is where a couple things here. This is that this is something I wanted to talk about because I have a feeling it's going to come down to Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. It has to, right? And Adam Cole, I think, is going to expect Kyle O'Reilly to fall into place, but he's not going to. And I think that there's the possibility to drive a little bit of a wedge between this group by getting there. That being said. Gordon Post also raised in the chat, and I'll call it up now. Could you see them have Cole and Britt winning the tournaments? So the reason I wanted to obviously hold on this when we were talking about Britt was because we didn't get here yet, right? So now we're here. Do I love that? No. But can I see that happening and this being basically a story that they tell? Like, these two shit heels now have this to hang over everybody and that we are the golden couple of AEW, right? Because we now are tournament winners, men and women kind of getting to the end. I can see them maybe doing that. Do I love it? No, uh, but I can see it happening. But yeah, Kate, just to, I didn't mean to cut you off there so quickly, but to your point, I did st- that's what I kind of see now is maybe somehow Kyle O'Reilly gets past Samoa Joe. And maybe that's because of Jay lethal. Right. And Adam Cole gets into the next round. And now that's the final setup for double or nothing. And I think it, it, it'll be a banger if we get there. Um, But I think that maybe that would be the story you'd have to tell now is that there are 
there is this issue with the undisputed elite because one guy expects the other to lay down and he's not going to, and it's not going to end well, right? There's going to be that resentment. So I don't, I don't know. Right. Nobody wants to see your Phillies head that close. It's trash. Um, totally. Burn it. <laughs> uh, here, here's why I think it might be Kyle O'Reilly. Well, before that, to address the question in the chat, I don't think that because I don't think they're going to run that while they're running the Sammy and Tay shit into the ground. I don't think you're going to do another couple because I don't think they want to go like full intergender bonanza. Um, and I don't think Britt needs it. And I don't think Adam Cole needs it. And I think it would be really interesting if they give it to Kyle O'Reilly for a few reasons. First of all, Adam Cole is tiny Sean Michaels. You can't give tiny Sean Michaels Owen Hart's tournament. That just feels wrong. It's you got to give it to somebody in the Brett camp. You know what I mean? It should be Dax Harwood, but I think it's, it's, a super cool story if we get to Kyle versus Cole. And I think there's so much intrigue in Kyle going over. And like you said, Cole being like, you're like, you're no longer subservient to me. Um, you know, the Bucks could get involved in some way. Like there, there's so many um, possible implications, but I think it could be a huge thing for Kyle O'Reilly. It would be a, a good enough thing for Adam Cole. Um, but I just, I just think it would be, I don't know, something about Kyle O'Reilly winning this tournament all of a sudden, like really clicked in today. Maybe it was just because his match was so startlingly good today, <laughs> but yeah. that, that kind of like came into my mind of like, Adam Cole seems almost too obvious and I don't think he really needs it, but Kyle O'Reilly winning just so, so many seeds and, and the story they've been telling with the super elite that that could be really fun. Um, so I, yeah, it, it's interesting. Main event was really solid and it was short, obviously. They, it had been cut for time, but um, I liked what I did see of it. And uh, I'm there's a lot of really fun stuff on this episode tonight. Like this was this was a really well executed, diverse episode um, from a segment and style standpoint. I really liked this. Yeah, and Mark will made a point, you know, that last half hour was just messed up with timing. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I still think that this was a solid episode. I think everything that took place tonight made sense, right? Yes. When you look at it and break it down, like everything from a story standpoint makes sense. And they're giving themselves multiple outs with some of these stories that they're kind of setting up, especially in the tournament. You know, there's a lot of sort of intrigue here, the Jericho Society stuff, you know, they and, you know, the Combat Club and Kingston and Santana Ortiz, like there's layers there that they're they're putting into the story. Right. So I feel like this was a strong episode for the stories they're telling, but also the matches were highly entertaining tonight. This has to be a blood and guts match because it's William Regal. War games, William Regal. Yeah. He can't say it. I know, but he can say blood and guts. <laughs> he can say wargasm. I know that much. Yeah, and play some amazing music on the way up. But toothbrush. Uh, I'll stick it up my backside or whatever the fuck he said. By the way, I went back and I found um, just now calling back to um, fuck. Uh, wargasm right mrs money had put it somewhere and i found it 
the uh, song title was in fact Drildo. And the hook, I had it slightly wrong. The hook was drink, fuck, fight, love. Drildo. It's kind of sweet, really. Wait, Aunt, who was your sports entertainment of the night? My sports entertainer of the night, you said it was Kyle O'Reilly, right? I did. I'm going to go with my sports entertainer of the night. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to say it was Chris Jericho. Okay. I just think that I think that this segment, you know, yeah, he made the jokes about or he made the comments about Eddie Kingston's wife, right? Calling him up. And we've been talking about getting away from that stuff, but it just it was a quick hit and then he was out. They didn't linger on sort of his wife and the ladies, but it just made me after that segment be like Say what you want about Jericho. That dude can still fucking rock the mic. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was like refreshing from him. And also, they didn't like slut shame his wife. He just said he was going to steal your girl, right? So like not nearly as bad, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he like went old school in a really good way. <laughs> yeah, totally. So there Ryan, you go. Who was yours? <laughs> Hmm. You need to come prepared. Seriously, you had all night to think about this. I'm not. A I don't really like sports entertainers. I want a wrestler. Wrestlers don't make the big bucks. Sports entertainers do. So you don't like Daniel Garcia, is what you're saying? Fine. CM Punk. Good choice. You know he didn't even do anything. He was great on commentary. How dare you, sir? Well, I just wanted to call him a sports entertainer. Well. Couple news and notes, guys, and then we will wrap things up as we're entering the three hour mark. Jesus. See, that's what Matt does. He fucking makes us go way over. He just fucking pulls the pin out of the grenade and throws it into the middle of the room and then leaves. He really does. Fucking Matt. Um So uh it's been said before that there have been some uh unhappiness between MJF and AEW about you know stemming from the interview he did and they were upset it didn't clear through pr uh rumors are saying uh that there haven't been any formal contract negotiations between mjf and aew um i think there were some reports earlier that there had been some talks but apparently it's not the case he still got a lot of time on his contract but man to be honest if i were mjf at this point i wouldn't be fucking talking about anything i'd want to kind of wait and see and if you ask my opinion, folks, I think the E is going to come with a big fucking paycheck for him and he'll probably take it because it's probably a dream for him to be in the E, but he'll be a fucking shell of the character he is in, in AEW, which would be unfortunate because I could just see it now. Fucking MJF and the Miz doing segments together. Oof. A lot can happen in two years. It certainly can. And 100% can, but, you know, it's possible. It's possible that, like, it's a good leveraging technique. Of course. (laughs) No, that's, listen, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be talking anything about negotiations because I think he's going to get 
big offers and be able to leverage it in his negotiations. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like a baseball player entering free agency, right? Like, like judge, look at judge right now. No, he didn't accept the offer. He's betting on himself. He's probably going to be able to make a lot of money because he didn't negotiate his contract before the season. Yes. I think it's the same thing. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, there was a big thing about Tony Khan uh, talking about WWE's creative process and talking about AEWs. I'm not going to go in depth about it. It's out there. I believe it was. Um, where did he do an interview uh, with Forbes? So it's out there. You can go check it out. Um, but uh, he goes in depth. I think this was the first kind of insight we got to some of their creative process. So it's out there. Check it out. We're not going to go through it. Uh, we've said it, uh, tonight, but good old JR fresh from the Orient, uh, signed an extension with AEW. Um, so, um, uh, he's going to be with the company. Um, you know, uh, I think he said, uh, he's going to get to 2024 now. So that'll be a officially 50 years in business which is a long fucking time. So he's extended. Good for JR. Let's hope he, uh, he doesn't keep talking about the Orient. Yeah. And the last thing I have for you guys, and it's really just to like, did you see this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this folks? Um, have you guys seen any of the stuff that smart Mark Sterling Esquire has been doing on like Twitter? Um, he put out a couple videos. um, one was uh, calling attention to all injured black shirt security guards, uh, specifically about Wardlow. And um, in the advertisement, I believe uh, the the transcript I have here says, attention all black shirt security guards. The Wardlow no physicality settlement could result in a wide range of payouts for people in your field. AEW may have advised you that you don't need a lawyer. Well, I can assure you that you that hiring Mark Sterling will get you the most out of your settlement. Did you get thrown into a garage door? Did you get thrown into a box? Did you get your shirt ripped off? Were you just trying to do your job? Wardlow is a crazed maniac and he needs to pay. Since 2022, I fought diligently for injured security guards seeking restitution for their injuries. If you have any health problems sustained while you were in the line, while in the line of Wardlow's rage, call now. Free, no obligation. Let's maximize your settlement fantastic stuff and then he also um i don't have a transcript for this but uh i know ryan will love it he had another one that he put out um if you were someone you uh love has been cursed by Danhausen, uh you could be entitled to compensation don't live your life thinking you won't be cursed because you will don't be a victim don't wait reverse the curse i don't know he's switching it to tort law i think he's getting his Focus pulled away from Jade and Malcolm Bivens needs to come in and take his job. That's what I think. Oh boy. Well, it's just fun stuff. Uh, so definitely check out um, what Mark Sterling's doing on Twitter with those couple videos. Uh, I'm sure he's what got other ones. What a versatile lawyer. Contract negotiations and tort law. He's He can do it all. What he's an Esquire. A one-stop one shop. He really is. A um, force. I also saw... Um, <laughs> I also saw, um, I was scrolling through Instagram today and I don't follow smart Mark Sterling, but it came through, um, 
you know, like, hey, you like this person, you might want to follow Smart Mark Sterling. And it was a reel he did. And he opens up um, he opens up a WWE figure of Tony Nese. And he had the AEW ramp and like ring set up, you know, like his toys. And he had Hangman standing there and he basically knocks it over with Tony Nese and puts him standing on the ramp. And then he just like they he cuts to him. And he's just kind of like shaking his head. No, like this isn't right. And then he like takes another figure like this nondescript figure in a blue suit. And, you know, like he heats up some water. He puts it in the water. He pulls the head off and then he replaces it with a head that looks like his. I guess maybe he like made a head or painted it or something. And he puts the head on and he puts an AEW mic and a clipboard in its hand. And then he, he puts it right behind the the Tony Nese, stat, you know, figure on the ramp and they just cut back to him and he's just nodding his head like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. It was just so stupid. It was so funny. What is that? Can you see this picture? I can see. Yeah, it looks like the baddies. Oh, it's just Mark's so thing. funny because it's Smart Mark with his neck braised and his crutch and then Jade looking incredible, of course. And Velvet flashing the money and Kiro <laughs> flashing the money. Like, it's just so, he's so fucking out of place in the most wonderful way. It's so funny. He's great. He really is. Yeah. And you called up Jade. Uh, so I'll bring it up. My goodness, that dress she was wearing tonight. Yowzers. Ooh, buddy. My goodness. Mark, Smart Mark Sterling knows how to surround himself with good looking clientele, too. He does. I mean, he he's got. He's got Mrs. Money covered with Nice. He's got me covered with Jade. I mean, he's we're big fans of Smart Mark's representation yeah. in this he's, house. He's catering to the key money demographic. He's pandering, if anything. It's true. He's a pander bear. <laughs> all right, guys. That's all. Schlong's <laughs> just song. That's the one that gets oh, you to fucking people. shake your head. Oh I God. think it was the fact that you said it that got me. <laughs> Touche. That's very fair. Very. All right, fair. guys. Uh, let's let's fucking wrap it up here. Uh, Kate, when you're not here, what are you doing? Well, what am I doing on Tuesdays? I'm doing whatever the fuck our NXT post show is. <laughs> Fightful. Nobody wants to talk about NXT. Uh, so we do impressions and talk about Sasha and Naomi for 45 minutes. Uh, here every Wednesday that I can be. And uh, Friday's doing AEW Rampage and the SmackDown Post Show also on Fightful YouTube. And I'll be returning to Excite Wrestling June 3rd through the 5th. Or, well, no, the show's on the 5th. That's the weekend that it is. Uh, <laughs> it's not a three-day wrestling event. It's a one-day wrestling event. That Sunday, um, I will be returning to the commentary desk. So get your weird word plans together, fellas. All right, we've it. got... A long goddamn time to figure yeah. this one out. You do. Schlong, whenever you get a chance on the Twitter, put it out there. Let's start it. I have. You guys always turn down the suggestions from Twitter. So I'm putting it to you and Matt to come up with your suggestions. No, 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 no. Let's put it out on Twitter, right? Let's compile the list. We'll pick off that list. And if we don't like it, we'll fucking add our own stuff. But we have a lot of time now. So we can compile this over a few weeks we can even pin it to the top yes. if we want to 
Uh, usually it's our episodes we pin to the top, but people know where the fuck to find us now, right? So they don't need to watch us on Twitter. Let's pin it to the top, the suggestions. It's a free forum. And then once we whittle it down, we'll put up a, a poll. We'll give a few options and we'll get there. I like it. This is production live on air that we're talking about. I'm just saying we did this last time and I gave you the list and it was turned down. So I think we did it too late last time. We need we have more lead time now. So you definitely do. We'll get there. Kate, full schedule for you. Schlong, what does your full schedule look like? I don't have one. Uh, you can find me Mondays and Tuesdays live tweeting dark and elevation because I got nothing going on at Mark Order Pod. And then I'm here on Wednesday. That's it. So uh, that's my week. So so schlong and good night. Oh, he's not freezing this week. I was going to keep it. Uh, I was going to do a long one again. He's learned that lesson, Kate. He's frozen <laughs> in there for 20 minutes. So listen, thanks to everybody who's checked us out on YouTube tonight. The normal crew, Mark Quill, Gordon Post, Asian Joe, uh, Rob Humphrey for a bit. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a number of people, but thank you to everybody who checked us out tonight. Uh, Eric Freeds and and the rest of the gang. Um, if you're listening to us in podcast form, we absolutely appreciate you guys too. We love everybody who listens in podcast form. I don't. Uh, you don't? No, I don't appreciate you. Watch along, cowards. Jesus, Kate's a fucking heel. Um, but yeah, we do suggest if you listen in podcast form, just try giving us a look on YouTube. It's yeah, fun don't you want to see Matt's there. hot wife? Yeah. Yeah, you, you do. do. Trust yeah. me, you do. You want to see Kate's mid bangs sometimes? They're you like that? See, now I'm turning heel. Oh, there she goes. No, Kate, we need to keep people all the way to the end. Come back. Oh, she's gone. Oh, she's there. Kate, come on. I gotta go heel. Your bangs are fine. My bangs are fucking awesome, Aunt. There we go. Come on. I'm trying to elicit some reactions Jesus here. Jesus Christ. My, coming after my bangs. I got to. I don't know what else to say. Wrap up her the show, Ann. Her bangs. Oh, baby. on her. See what bangs. you did? This is your fault. I mean, how was I going to know he was going to start singing She Bangs? You should know I mean, because you mentioned the word bangs. It was either going to be that or that like bang, bang into the room. She I forgot that song, so no. Oh my goodness. Anyway, we do suggest you try watching us on YouTube if you haven't before. It's a lot of fun. Schlong changes his backgrounds. Um, you know, some antics uh, like Kate holding up her uh, shipwrecked fucking Jericho Cruise cards tonight because I couldn't find any cards in my house. Uh, and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, so check us out on YouTube. The videos uh, stay up forever. So uh, you can, even if you're not watching us live, go check it out. Uh, if you are listening in podcast form, though, we do ask just rate, subscribe, like, review, do all, anything you can. It helps us show up in the algos and all that kind of fun stuff. Check us out on all forms of social at Mark Order Pod right now. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Uh, and you can even subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. Even if you're not watching us, just subscribe. Help us out, folks, please. Dear God. Um, uh, and if you go to any of those socials, uh, you'll find our link tree. So if you're connected to us on uh, Facebook or I'm sorry, uh, Twitter, 
but uh, you need to get to our Instagram and all those other pages. You can find all the links in our link tree. But most importantly, we have our uh, request for free stickers. All you got to do is hit that button. Give us your name, your address, the country you live in, and then we'll send you out some free Mark Order podcast stickers. V1 and V2. Free of charge. Other than that, it's been a lovely night. We'll give Matt one more plug. Uh, tune into the B show of the Shining Wizards Network, the Shining Wizards podcast, every Monday night, seven o'clock. Uh, you know, been the B show ten over ten years. They're still going. My God, will it ever end? Can they coexist? Tune in Monday nights and find out. Um, but uh, it was fun having Matt here, guys. Always a pleasure being here with you. And um. I guess we'll see you next week. Kate, bring those bangs back next week. Oh, I will. Really tease them out. I, I'll bring, I'll have mega bangs next week for you. Mega bangs. Mega bangs. My goodness. Well, a lot of fun here again tonight. <laughs> Tune in next week, Wednesday night, normal time, normal channel for the Mark Order podcast. <laughs> This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.